Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I was born ready, but I'm never done. Try on ten looks just to find the right one. Melanin pop bright like the sun. Sun kissed and you wish to compare, hun. Be careful what you wish, don't you dare, hun. Try the one you see the message wasn't clear, hun. I am a woman of my word, cause I'm fair, hun. Give you what you ask for, cause I care, hun. Now you feel me, now you see me. Exaggerate the eyes, feeling really pretty. Jeff on the beat, sipping, so I'm litty. Call my crew, tell them meet me if you ain't busy. Now they tripping, but they will miss me. Diamonds dripping, nails done, looking real pussy. Long legs, long hair, looking real pussy. We at the spot, now it's time to get real pussy. I came to work. I came to stay. The gun and the beat dropped. Do the damn to work. Drag, slay, drags, work, 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 drag, slay, work, slay, ooh. This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is episode 57, part one. <laughs> that was Monique Samuels, drag queens. Monique Samuels, of course, being the Monique from Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't watch Real Housewives of Potomac, Ryan. Well, then what is mad? What is the matter with you? There was a huge fight in last week's episode, and that wasn't even the most exciting thing. I don't know if I need to go door-to-door to collect census results, to encourage people to vote and wear a mask, and to encourage people to wear, to watch Potomac. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, it's, um, my name's Ryan, and I'm just, uh, uh traveling door-to-door to see how many people live in your household and to encourage you to take Potomac into your hearts and minds. Um, how are you guys? So let me explain what's happened here, because I just made a mess this week. And you're like, Ryan, it's just a podcast. We don't care. But no, let me explain this. Let me overly explain this. 
So I've been at, I was at my parents for 10 days. I'm back in Los Angeles now. And thank God, I got to tell you folks, I know you guys love Bill and Becky Bailey. I do too. I, I've known them, I think, for my entire life now. And um, <clears throat> I've really put this off. Okay, so I was there for like 10 days. Uh, you know, I'm still jobless and um, I'm not jobless. I have this. This is like a full-time job. Actually, in reality, that's true. So I went there and my mom's getting some tests done and, um, you know, going through some stuff. And, and it's it just really good to be around them because when am I else, when am I going to get this opportunity again? And especially since we're kind of still in a weird, weird world and we will be for a while. Um, happy Sunday, everybody. <laughs> I missed you guys. So, uh, yeah, so I was there. I got to tell you though, folks. My parents, so I don't know if your parents are like this, they don't, you know, they have a guest bedroom and it is the tiniest guest bedroom. I'm a bigger guy. Like I'm a, I'm a strong strapping young lad and it's a tiny bedroom, which is fine. I love tiny spaces. I, when I watch tiny house hunters and like those like little tiny house, I, I, I dream about that kind of stuff. I want to be in a tiny house. You know what I'm saying? But the bed it's like my mom put like a bed down, but it's not a bed. It's like just like bricks. It's like she was like, I know a way to um, get a bed in here without paying for a bed. It's literally feeling like it's like more painful than a floor. And I, you're like, Ryan, you're such a pussy. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that. I'm a total pussy. I totally agree with that. But. Guys, I I, I want to do the Bill and Becky Bailey bed challenge, and you guys are more than welcome to come to Gilbert, Arizona, and we will see what you say. But it's hot as balls in Arizona, and that's the other thing. My mom is a very—it's like an anti-vaxxer, but with air conditioning. She's like—she'll use air conditioning, but just a teeny tiny bit. Almost—it's like one of those things where you're just like, uh, I think I feel something. Is that— that's a little better than the hot air blowing on me, but it's just like a lit, like it's almost, why are we doing this to ourselves? Cause it, it makes you reminisce about cold air instead of feeling like you're in cold air. And then I have this like fan blasting on me, but it's blasting hot air. So you see where the problem is. And like, I have like, <laughs> by the way, welcome to the podcast. I'm literally about to tell you I have back and neck issues. What's happened, man? This is my life. What has happened? So I'm like just laying there. I like I never went under co the covers for like 10 days. Sometimes you need to get under covers. You need to feel protected by something. And I'm just laying on top of the bed like oh, just like waiting for me to pass out. It's like a whole scene there. Like I, I, I should have taken pictures so you guys see exactly what I'm talking about. So it's like 10 days of that. Like I came home to Los Angeles and I slept in my bed. I slept through the entire night. Woke up with my alarm at like 830 in the morning and was like freaked out because I usually in Arizona, I, I wake up like 10 times a night, you know, when you're just like, oh, please sleep, Ta overtake me sleep. And it's just and then God bless. So Bill and Becky Bailey, they were in part. So, yeah, let me explain the podcast format this week. Uh, also, yeah, what uh, as I say, let's get the business out of the way. Thank you for listening. Honestly, no, look at me. Look at me. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support. I am not joking. That is something that's so true to me. Thank you for allowing me to continue to do this. Continue to do this. We are coming up on a year anniversary of this show. A whole year. And it has gone by in a blink. 
Thank you for giving me a purpose. Thank you for giving me something to strive for every week to make something good, to make something different, to make people laugh, to make myself laugh. Hey, Ron, it's me, Garth. Hey, hey Garth. Hey, you make me laugh, buddy. And I like that. <laughs> I mean, I got, I, 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 I've discovered so many things because of this and because of you guys. So thank you. I do not take any of this lightly. And I have plans years into the future. So you are not done with me yet. Uh, if you're your first time listening to this podcast, you must think I'm completely insane. And you're right. And welcome to the insanity. Okay. So what I, uh, yeah, so subscribe to the podcast. That does help the numbers. Uh, tell a friend that does help things. Leave a five-star review. And I, I say that for all podcasters you listen to. It's something free that you can do without paying a cent. And it does seem to help. The thing is to get the word out there. Remember, there are timestamps. I know these podcasts go long. These are long-form podcasts. And we'll try things here and there where they'll be shorter. And I might release some just shorter episodes to get things out there. And hopefully... Everybody listening, I know you love the long form, but hopefully you like me, so you'll just kind of do what I put out or listen to what I put out, you know, because it'll always be something I think you'll enjoy. But this, these are long form podcasts, so if you want to hear a certain interview, go to that timestamp. You know, I know it takes a second to like learn how to do that, but it's worth it, especially if you don't want to let the whole thing play. But I will say, I think there's great moments in in the entire podcast. Of all of them. And I don't mean me. I mean other people or other ideas and things like that. So it's not a self. It's like I think there's real good material in here. I think everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a laugh to give you. And I think those things you cannot. Um, that's priceless. You know, that's priceless. When I'm sitting interviewing somebody and they make me laugh, I'm like, wow, well, that's that's five dollars in the bank right there. You know, that funny's five. It's <laughs> a funny five dollars. Um so do that. And then if you want more, and I know I get, I give out so much free content, you might not need to, but go to the Patreon, sign up for five bucks. You have access to now like 45 other podcasts. I recap below deck med, Beverly Hills, New York, Potomac. We're going to start a new series because I'm doing selling sunset and that's ending soon. So we're going to do a new series. Um, I did a two and a half hour podcast with my friend, Amy, um, and that went up yesterday and it's a really good podcast that not only does selling sunset, but talks about so much other, you know, stuff. So I think, I think you got some really good content in there as well. And I'm always trying to improve that and trying to find ways about that. What I will say about the Patreon though, you Patreon subscribers are amazing, but there are some Patreon subscribers that are gaming the system because I don't charge my people until the first of every month and they will sign up for like 29 days and bounce on that last day so they don't have to pay the $5, which I'm like, that's amazing to game the system. But remember, you're not gaming the system, you're gaming me. And I don't have a job right now. So, uh, and, and, uh, my family's really nice and, but they're middle class and they don't take care of me and they're retired. So, um, I hate to, I don't want to ask anybody for money. I want to earn money, blah, blah, blah. But, Every bit helps. So, and thank you. There, I, I mean, the kindness out there of the the Patreon subscribers I do have, amazing. I'm already off, so off course. I'm wow, it's happening again. Um, so, anyways, those are all. That's all the business. Okay, we're done with the business. We're done. We're done. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Buca de Beppo is still happening. I uh, get a lot of emails and, and DMs about that. It is definitely still happening. So, uh, very excited about that. Okay. Back to what happened this week. So usually I, I put a part one and a part two out on Wednesday mornings, and <clears throat> you only got a part two on Thursday, I think. Um, what happened was I had two amazing interviews already in the can, and you'll hear those today. 
we have Kiki from TikTok. You might know her as at the talk of shame. If you're into, I, I'm not into, I'm not huge into TikTok, but it seems like something I have to get into, and I might even start a so bad it's good TikTok account, um, which is just insanity if I do, because you know what. What other way could we find to make me look sad? Like, oh, look at the old man on TikTok. Oh, look, kids, a falling star. Um, But she's on, and we talk Southern Charm, because she's the one that kind of blew the info out of the gate with Southern Charm having all the plantations on, and Bravo removed the episodes, remember? But we talk Below Deck, we talk Southern Charm, we talk all of the Bravo multiverse. And she was just so fun, so awesome. So I can't wait for you to hear her. But then we also have Priscilla Cavanaugh, my good friend, who you might know on Instagram is at Bonjour Bitches Blog. Priscilla Cavanaugh at Bonjour Bitches Blog or at Bonjour Yeah Bitches. Uh, we she had this amazing idea, and it turned out great. Where she, we picked, and she got like she did a little poll on her Instagram of like famous Bravo scenes. And then she transcribed each of those scenes, and then we act out each of those scenes. Because we're both actors, folks. Turns out she got an acting award in high school. So she's a licensed actor, and I'm a professional actor as well. So we go into it, guys. And I'm telling you, if you there's a scene where it's between Bethany and Ramona, you, it'll seem like you're actually listening to Bethany and Ramona. That's how good it is, and I don't want to oversell it. The problem was there was a third guest, and I was really excited about this third guest because this third guest was a part of the Bravo-verse, uh, one of the people on, one of the ladies on the TV that we see every week. And she could only do the podcast on, I think it was Tuesday. And I was like, okay, great. And then Tuesday rolls around, I had sent the Zoom link, and she had to cancel like a half hour before. And she goes, hey, let's do it on Friday. And with these things, I don't really push hard, like, oh, that doesn't work for me. I say yes to everything, because you got to take the opportunities where they come. And I, I want to put together the best show possible. I want to have like so many different voices in there. I want to overpower the podcast, you know? So in reality, what I should have done is taken those two interviews and released those on Wednesday and say, oh, okay, we'll maybe release that as a separate interview. Instead, I said, let's wait. Let us wait to do that, and we'll put it all out on Friday. Once I get that interview, I'll just throw it in there. The problem is Friday rolled around, and I emailed a couple times beforehand on Thursday. I had somebody text her or DM her that had originally put me in contact with her. And she did not answer at all, never responded. And then I was like, whoa, I cannot believe I'm getting ghosted by a housewife. Like that's, I've never done any kind of app dating, but I always hear about ghosting. I was like, this is wild. I just got ghosted by a housewife. Like that is, I have brought shame upon my family name. And, uh, I, by the way, I always bring shame upon my family name. So I and guys, I got to tell you, and just to be honest, I've I've talked about this. I've I've I think I don't know if this is just in visiting my parents. I've like I I think everybody's been going through this too because I talked about a little bit on my Instagram stories where I just I think I'm going through a little bit of a mild depression or a funk, and that happens and whatever. But it's been like pulling teeth for me to um, to do anything. Like I'll get things done, but it's like begrudgingly and it takes everything in my being to sit in front of something and do something. And I don't know if a lot of people, maybe it's just 
I don't believe in them. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the moons and the stars. Who knows? Maybe it's written in there. And I'll talk a little bit about that later because I want to go over an article somebody sent me. But it's been really hard. So I kind of like that happened and I kind of didn't fall apart. But I, And then I was trying to get back to L.A. and I was just like, OK, I'll do it Saturday. And now here we are Sunday morning and I'm going to get this sucker out to you guys because – I already got an amazing show for next Wednesday that we're back on track with that I'm not going to tell you the guests in case they bail, but I got two heavy hitters. I got two heavy hitters, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to – well, maybe I shouldn't even say that. See, maybe I already screwed it up. But anyways, if you want to know who the housewife is that ghosted me, you can go to my Patreon. <laughs> it's uh, all, all the stuff is in there on the, uh, the recaps and stuff. I've put all the information in there. Um, and I think that story in particular has a happy ending. But so anyways, we've got things to celebrate today, though, folks, because we have two amazing interviews and we got some fun stuff in between. We got news to talk about, folks. We got things to talk about. Me and you. How's our relationship doing? Are you guys still with me? As Drake says, are you still writing with me? Are you still writing for me? I think that's what Mr. Drake says. Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a looser one because uh, I want to get this out to you because I have these two amazing interviews and I just want you to hear them because I'm, I'm, I just love both of these ladies. Do you notice how most of the people I talk to are ladies? And that's not by design. But I think it shows you how many talented humorists we have that are ladies. And I don't think that gets talked about enough because I think men like me have a stronger voice because I literally have a stronger voice when I know a thousand women that can run circles around me in terms of their comedy, in terms of – and by the way, not just comedy. They can put it together. They can do critical thinking. I can't do any critical thinking. I'm like poo-poo pee-pee. You know? <laughs> I go poo-poo. You go poo-poo pee-pee. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we just talk for a second before I start the interviews? Let's just chill. Um, do you guys mind if I do that? Do you guys mind if it's just me sometimes? Um, but I – okay, so yesterday – I had to do the Selling Sunset Patreon interview with my friend Amy, and I was a little hungover, um, as I am wont to do at times, and I I went to get a breakfast burrito at this place called Kofax on Fairfax, and it's one of the best breakfast burrito places you'll ever going to go. Small burritos, but like hefty, you know, like they, they're like bricks, but really, really good, and I was waiting in my car for it because, you know, we still got to be safe. We still got to wear our masks, right, folks? We still got to wear our masks. It's not trying to take any of your freedoms away. It's a very simple thing that's annoying, but so many things in life are annoying. And that's an easy one for me to do. So in my car, waiting for my burrito. And I, <laughs> I'm i at that point in life, and you guys will get there one day, where it happened over quarantine where I <laughs> – if I am reading my phone with my glasses on, I have to take my glasses off to like read my phone properly. Like my vision is changing, like it's getting worse. So I'll have my glasses on, which lets me see distances, but now I need to take them off to read my phone. And I'm like, what is going on with my eyes? What am I mutating into, you know? And I was, I, it was just really shocking for me to have this happen. Like I was really, another thing I was bummed out. I was like, ah, oh, my eyes are falling apart. But anyways, so I, when I was in Arizona, I went and got an eye test and they suggested progressives for my glasses. I guess there was these, I think they're like bifocals. I don't know. And then he said, we couldn't do anything about the contacts 
uh, unless I wanted to do like mono context, like one eye was strong, one eye was weak. And I was like, no, I can just because I have astigmatism in both. You guys don't need to know this. My blood type is O. Um, but anyways, I was in my car reading my phone, waiting the 15 minutes for my burrito. And a guy pulls up in a car in front of me. And you guys know I am a student of pop culture. I know this stuff like the back of my hand. I'm that person that if I go out, I can point out like, oh, dude, that the guy was in a guest spot of ER on the third season. Like I know I memorize people's faces, not like everyday people. Like I'm talking about like actors and musicians and stuff. Like I can point those out really quickly. I'm always aware. If I'm hiking and I see somebody, I usually know them immediately from what they're in. You know, it's just one of those stupid gifts that I do not know why that has no practical application, you know? And so I'm sitting there waiting, reading my phone, going over the funnies on Instagram, my stories, if you will. And I look up, the guy's getting out and I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, folks. It's Jonathan Chebin. It's food God, Jonathan Chebin food God. And I literally, I, I'm, I'm in action. Like I'm a superhero. I like, I literally get my camera app out on my phone. I start snapping pictures. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like formulating a plan. Do I go out and talk to him? By the way, food God has already blocked me on like all forms of uh, internet, social media. So like, but I was like, okay, can I get a picture? How do I do this? Like I'm already formulating, like, should I put my uh, voice notes app up so I can get some recordings of them? Like I'm thinking 10 steps ahead. And then, and then I really quick look to see if I got some shots before I go up to him and I um, put my glasses on. Well, no, I, I look at the shots without my glasses because I can see him and I zoom in and it's an Asian man with a, a similar hair, I guess, if you will. And I put these on my Instagram stories and I put the story. So I'll, I'll re I'll try to put I'll re put them up somewhere because I it was so embarrassing. I was positive it was Food God. And then it was an Asian. That's how bad my eyesight has gotten where I'm like, I mean, I'm out there on the street thinking people are Food God. And also then, who the hell, what the hell kind of person needs to get a picture of Food God? Like, I was like a screaming girl. Like, it was like the Beatles or like BTS or fucking one of those other guy-girl bands. I, you know, I was like crying. I'm like, oh my God, Food God. Like, what is wrong with me? I'm an older gentleman. There's no reason I should be doing this. There's no reason. I have brought shame upon my family name. I have brought shame upon them. Like, if I had a katana sword, I would have sorted myself like they did in the old olden days in Japan. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's not, it's not right, my behavior. And thank God, the only thing I really thank God is that nobody was with me. That nobody saw me freak out. That nobody saw me get excited about getting a picture of Food God. That that was my information and my information alone. My shame to carry around. And it really... Just stunned me because I'm like, how many other, like, have I ever seen a celebrity in my life now? I was like questioning. I'm like, maybe I haven't. Maybe it's just always been like just Asian men, you know? Uh, so that's who you're dealing with, folks. That's Ryan Bailey to a T. And uh, I'm glad to be with you guys where we're all kind of weird, but you guys just have better eyesight. So let's get to our first guest, if you will. Let's do it. Let's get this show on the road. It's Sunday, baby. Let's get this new week. I want you guys to go in a new week strong. And then Wednesday, you're going to go into a whole other new podcast for me. So I don't want this to be a lost episode. I want you to, to listen to it because I think it's so good. These interviews are so good. Um, and remember, these things aren't um, 
I don't want to say they're timeless. I don't want to say these are like little historical artifacts, but I do think you can get enjoyment out of these podcasts at any time you listen to them. There's not like a, a date expiration on them. And I know they're long, so it takes time to get used to. So always know you can go back. These I have a couple of listeners that went back from the Simaja. Uh, I think I, I, I forgot his name, but they, they went back from the beginning, like found me on episode like 45. And like he went back to the beginning and I get tw- tweets from him of like, oh, I just hit episode 17. And I'm like, my God, what a journey this man is on. Like, And I was like, wouldn't it be great if he gets caught up? And he's like, wow, I've really grown to hate you uh, at this point. Um, but yeah, don't, you know, always go back. You can go back. These aren't like if, if I don't release one in a week, go just catch up, you know? You're like, easier said than done, chief. Um, so here is my first guest. Her name is Kiki. Um you know her if you're on TikTok as at the talk of shame. She has like 150,000 followers, something crazy and deserved because she's hysterical. Um, I am new to TikTok. So this was all new to me. And she's at the talk of shame on Instagram as well. Go throw her a follow there. Um, but TikTok's her main artistic endeavor. And I really do consider these things artistic endeavors. We always have to applaud people that do a different format and talk about the things we love. Uh, I've talked to a couple people on this pod that just do something a little different. And I always think we need to celebrate that because we want to push the boundaries of of this art, of, of this this thing that we love. We want to find different ways to enjoy it. So I always, I always applaud people that are doing it a different way. And I think Kiki is definitely one of those people. And she has great points. She's just really a fun, great person. And she's moving to Los Angeles, she told me in this interview. And I'm so excited. Hopefully one day I will get to meet her and we can collab. And uh, maybe she we can do TikTok dances together. And <laughs> But regardless, here is my interview with Kiki at the talk of shame. This is the part where I play like a really fun song to get you guys really hyped up. So here is a hyped up song so we can get hyped into Kiki. My next guest, I am so excited to talk to, um, and this is somebody that I f- I really fought with myself about liking because my friend kept sending me her videos. My friend Kate, who's been on this podcast, says you need to check this out. And anything that involves TikTok, I get really scared because I'm just definitely not as cool as somebody that should be using TikTok. But she kept sending me these videos, and this person was so on point with all of their Bravo knowledge, all of their takes on Bravo, and plus she is she has a face that is just meant to be on screens. Uh, so today I am so excited to have Kiki, but you mu- you might know her as 
the talk of shame at the talk of shame. Kiki, thank you so much for being here. Hi, how are you? I'm so glad to be here. I, I'm, I'm sure this is so exciting for you. <laughs> but but um, I've never talked to somebody who is uh, TikTok famous adjacent. But like, I guess the first question is, what is TikTok? No, I'm joking. The first, <laughs> it's like, okay, I went all the way back to your first TikTok. And your first TikTok is usually just funny. It's like you just putting your face in like, how does this work kind of a thing. And then now I love where you're at, where you're, it's like you're, you're putting up some of the best Bravo news, some of the best Bravo takes on there, but it seems like it's been like this kind of progression or kind of, uh, you know, the, the growth has been insane. Like, so why did you even get on TikTok in the first place? Honestly, it was my friend Charlotte. Like she does, like she's all into skincare and makeup. Uh. And so she, so she does, but I love her. She's the most, like I go to everything about her and she was like, why are you just telling me the things that you're telling me? You should be telling these things to other people. And I was like, really? And so I just went home the next day and did a TikTok. And then I don't know, it just, people seem to like to listen to me. I mean, not everyone. Some people hate me, but <laughs> that means you're doing something right. That is that. That's a good sign. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, because you started off, and there would be like you'd have Daily Mail articles or it'd be political articles, and then it seems like it really shifted um, when those kind of two blended together. I think, especially during uh, you know all of the Black Lives Matter movements that have happened, you were able to kind of bring in this really interesting discussion potentially horrifying where it brought up Southern charm. And, and and I thought you pointed out some really interesting things. What what did you point out? And this was like, I think months ago now. Well, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It was like, I, I know reality TV and I remember this episode from like the first season of Southern charm where Thomas was on there with his father and they brought up Abraham Lincoln and his father just gave a smirk like, Oh, hate that guy. And I was like, did anyone <laughs> Did anyone else Sorry, see I'm that? Laughing, was, but no, but it was like, I was so, I was like in a room alone and I'm looking around like, did anyone else hear that? Because that was crazy. <laughs> and so I just started thinking back to all of those Southern Charm episodes and started rewatching some of them. And I mean, even though it was crazy at the time, I knew it was crazy at the time I was watching it. It was even more like horrifying to watch. Like, I can't believe this was on TV and nobody said anything. At the time, I just started pointing them out. But then I noticed some episodes were missing from the Bravo app. And so I started finding them online other places. And that was really where, like, the Bravo thing kicked off. Yeah, I mean, so essentially, you know, you found a lot of places where they, you know, they were talking about plantations and these, you know, quote, quote unquote, great history of these plantations, when in reality, it has this, this kind of horrifying, you know, stigma that should be attached to these things. And all of a sudden, Bravo kind of yanked those episodes. Um, but I thought it kind of had a resurgence. I mean, I guess Southern Charm kind of had a resurgence in the past week and a half because the preview for the new season came out and you did some amazing TikToks on this where I loved when you read the, you know, we all saw the preview. We all saw, we all kind of lived through if you're an online Bravo person like I am watching Catherine pull some really indignant shit with a monkey emoji towards somebody and then feign ignorance. It gets brought up in the season. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to go back to that because I remember when that monkey emoji thing happened and I actually commented on Catherine's post I mean of course she didn't respond because I mean I had no followers but I was like you know I hated that 
she got into this argument with Mika Gadsden was the activist she got into the argument with and her, she didn't like what Mika was saying. And so her immediate response was like monkey emoji. And it was like, I wanted her to reflect, like you immediately go to monkey emoji. Why, why is that your first reaction? And so I said something at the time and then it was like, now that I had this following, I was like, I want to bring this up again and how is Bravo going to deal with this? Because I really didn't think Catherine was going to come back this season. I, I didn't, didn't either. I, yeah, I thought it was too much. Yeah, I mean, they fired everyone else this year. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, can you imagine, why? like, Thomas is actually the one that's gone and he still has, like, one of the biggest loudmouths online? Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, you know, when I saw Catherine was coming back, I was like, okay, let's let's see how this plays out. And then I saw that they added... Um, Leva, who I believe is Iranian. Um, I know she's, it says Persian in the description. And I saw like in the ad, there were uh, like, there was like a black girl uh, at the dinner table. So I said, okay, they're really going to try to have a conversation yeah. uh, around this on the season. I don't know how this is going to play out, but of course I'm going to watch and see. Do you, I mean, do you think I, I, I saw the um, Iranian and like, do you think they were literally like asking people like uh, on the cast, like, please say you have a friend of minority that we can bring on the show, please. Like, do you think that's what it was like? I, I think that they, I mean, Leva had been in like uh, the previous season, like it was a small scene she did with Cam um, at the baby store. So they, she clearly had a connection um, with some of the castmates already. So Bravo probably was like, okay, we know we have her. And, um, you know, I think Leva had been pretty vocal in Charleston about trying to shed this like Charleston. I don't know what you would call it, but this like the way people see Charleston, she wants to have it seen in a new light because, you know, she's married to a black man. She has a son with a black man. Um, And so I think that was her reason for joining the show. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out, though. I mean, it's all—it's all, it's always down to the editors, right? Like, yeah. how do they edit the show? So, well, don't you? I mean, like, the more you watch these shows, the more I'm fascinated in like how these shows get put together, like how the the conversations that take place. That you know, like what we're trying to focus on, what we're not trying to focus on. I would love to know the edicts that get handed down to these production companies. Of this is what we will allow, this is what we won't allow, because obviously we are in a uh, hopefully a new period where shit's not going to fly like it used to, you know? And I, I just wonder if these are like edicts handed down from up top. I, I, I would, I'd love to know the same. <laughs> really... <laughs> Wait a sec. You do not work for Bravo. Just, I just want to make I, this clear. Not a consultant. yet. Yeah. Not yet. I mean, they might just like totally ban me completely. Who knows? Yeah. Kiki, where do you live? Where are you, where are you from? You know, it's so funny. So I've lived in New York basically like half my life and literally I'm moving to LA on Saturday. Are you coming so... for pilot season? Are you coming to be an LA actor? That's where I live. Like, do you need, do you need acting coaching? That's what I do. I'm an acting teacher. Like, oh God. <laughs> Why are you coming to LA? Well, truthfully, you know, it's like I did not ever think I was going to leave New York, but obviously with COVID, <laughs> it was like I can't imagine going into the winter having to be stuck inside in New York. And I was like, you know, I need to be somewhere where I get fresh air and I have outdoor space and I have any space at all. And uh, LA, obviously, I have a lot of friends there. So I was like, let me just try out LA and see if you know, live in COVID in California will be better. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's got to be 
insane for you to have been there during one of the most traumatic times in, I think, history. I mean, what was that like to be there this this past six months? You know, what was so crazy was um, I had a friend who had a house upstate and they were like, you know, this is at the very beginning. This is literally beginning of March. They were like, you know, this this COVID thing looks a little crazy. Do you want to just like come up for like a long weekend? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I packed literally like two pairs of leggings and like wife beaters. And I was like, okay. And next thing I know, I was there four months later. Like I, I never came back to that. I didn't never changed out of the leggings. It was just the (laughs) leggings the whole time or pretty much for like four weeks. I just, yeah, (laughs) that's all I had. And then finally, like I borrowed a car took a literally like a back and forth trip to Brooklyn to pick up a suitcase. Um, and then I finally had clothes, but I, it was, so we basically had a quarantine camp. It was five of us up there. So amazingly, I wrote it out pretty nicely because I had my little pod of people. Yeah. Um, but for the people that were left in the city, I was like, Oh, I feel so terrible. I didn't even realize, like, I didn't even realize until recently that people were calling their group of friends that they hang out with safely a pod. Yeah. I was like, I I've heard that term so, so much over the last six months. And I always thought they were referring to podcasts. And I was just like, I just shows how little I listen to people, but um, that's well, just to know you are coming to LA at one of the nicest times of the year. So uh, hopefully that'll, that'll do good for you. But what was it like seeing like the real housewives of New York, like all of Ramona's shit and stuff like that in terms of like New York specifically? Yeah, I mean, I I always love watching New York. And I mean, with the first season with Leah, I was, you know, again, I had my hesitation with yeah. her. I, I didn't really want to like her at first, but I really, really do like her a lot. Um, and I liked how, I don't know, I, I liked the season for the most part, but I still, I think it needs some, some fresh blood. So I'm excited to see who they're going to bring in. Yeah, it's weird to come to the end of the season of all of these shows, and I feel like an athlete that's put their bodies and minds through so much, and now I'm like, I cannot handle hearing Lisa Rinna or Ramona talk anymore. <laughs> like, I need, I need like an off season to like shut it off because yeah. Leah was a breath of fresh air, but it also threw off the balance so much because you had this young energy as opposed to an older energy, you know, which I think is good. It's good, but it 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 made it it stand out so much more. Like Sonia, I've always loved Sonia, and I actually have the same exact birthday, which is why I love her, Sagittarius for life. But like, she came across so much older when no. she was like next to Leah, like saying, "Oh, I hate tattoos and all of those things." And I was like, "Really? Yeah." the least judgy person and it was so weird i mean it is what i i wonder if like she'll reflect over the uh the summer and realize how many people she's potentially slept with with tattoos and she (laughs) just like she's horrified it's like the (laughs) end of the sixth sense when he realizes that everybody's dead you know um spoiler alert (laughs) yeah sorry guys sorry it's been 25 years i hope i didn't blow anybody out of the water there um uh so how did you get into all of these shows and i mean are you an actor do you come from an acting background what did you do in new york Oh, no, I was, uh, I mean, I was really, I mean, it's so funny because this is a TikTok line, but I was an accountant. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> is it true that mean... 80% of TikTok are accountant based? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was like what I did. I really, and then, um, I mean, I did do radio for like a year, um, but radio but you is- You have that it's... face. You had that face where I was like, I thought I saw your face before. Like I thought- I'd seen you on commercials or something. And so I was like almost positive you had been an actor because you looked so familiar and I don't know why. 
I think I just have one of those. I think I just have, yeah, one of those faces. Like people are like, I know you. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it moving. Yeah. Um, Um, How did you get into Bravo? Like what was like, has this been something you've always watched since the beginning? Yeah. I mean, I've loved reality TV since like, I don't know, like bug juice like i don't know like i've loved like i've loved every reality show i mean were you like real world were you bad girls club were you um, all of them all of them uh, i mean i stopped oh i mean all of them like i miss rock of love flavor of love so much that was such a golden era of like new york i mean like the i mean I, I just really thought that was such a special time in reality shows. And you look back now and the colors are so crazy. Like the, the, the patterns that Brett Michaels would like, it was just insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, if they could bring back rock of love, that would be like everything to me. Who would be the modern day equivalent of Brett Michaels now? Like who could you do that with and have it be kind of silly, funny? Like, like the fact that they all thought Brett Michaels was so hot is just, yeah. The only person I could think that would be kind of funny and have the personality is Harry Styles. And I only think that because of his SNL, like, you know, he did those and he was kind of funny. But uh, other than that, I'm just trying to think, oh, you know who could be actually funny? Lil Dicky. Little Dicky <laughs> yes. would be funny. Actually, I really liked his show. Um, actually, did you watch his? Uh, oh, sitcom? it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. like way better than I thought it would be. Like it was really good. Um, yeah, it wouldn't work if you had somebody serious like Eddie Vedder of Love or something. Oh you know? no, it would just be really <laughs> intense conversations every night. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so you start doing TikToks. When does it start growing? And has it really like shocked you how big that's getting in terms of like followers and things like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like, you know, so I have a I have a lot of irrational fears. And one of my irrational fears is like going to bed and waking up and my phone has like a million alerts because like (laughs) it it means either like I did I've been canceled and I did something terrible or I did something awesome. And so I don't remember exactly what post it was. And this is mind you, I'm in quarantine at the time. And I woke at all of a sudden, like the numbers just stopped, they didn't stop. And I was like, it was started freaking me out. I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand you guys. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it's blowing up, but it's like, I'm going to have to throw my phone away. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I wanted to throw it out the window. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I think I'm just saying something that everybody else is saying. It's just that I said it out loud on video. And so people connected to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely find that to be true you are saying a lot of things that everybody feels but the funny thing is when i watch tiktok and i'm I'm always like i always feel like you you guys are like george lucas or somebody i'm like how are they talking in front of that (laughs) static image that's how are they even doing that like that's insane like that's how old i am where i'm like oh my god how how many years did this take to create you know oh yeah the learning curve is funny i mean there's still i still haven't figured out how to do a successful transition there's a lot of tricks that like i have not figured out but i'm working on it yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, hey, it's going great. I mean, you have people like me on it now. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> but by the way, that, and I want to mention this uh, again, guys, but on Instagram, you got to go follow her on there at the talk of shame. Uh, it doesn't have as much as her TikTok, but it is another forum and you want to get those numbers up for her. So whatever happens in this realm, she can keep doing it. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about below deck because you were talking about Sandy and Malia. I'm sure you know by now you'd, you'd posted a TikTok. Uh, today or yes, last night about the Sandy Malia uh, Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, and you know that was like filmed a couple weeks ago, right? 
Well, that was what was surprising. I mean, I didn't because I didn't realize Watch What Happens Live wasn't really live. live. <laughs> that is a lawsuit, man. You, if it's not live, you just watch what happens, you know? And I feel like there should be like a disclaimer at the bottom saying this was pre-recorded. I mean, we used to have those sorts of things because it would just help the audience have some sort of reference to like why things aren't being talked about. But it is funny because in your TikTok, you took it very seriously where you were like, Andy, let this slide. Andy <laughs> used to in the past. He, he called out Nini. He called out, you know, and which is dead on right because I tuned in last night, like ready for like a rumble. Like I was ready to like watch Malia and Sandy go at it. And then it was just, uh, I mean, it was still fine, but it was not the questions that we all wanted to know. But you're right. Like they could have just said at some point this was recorded earlier. Like the fan base is pay attention to that stuff yeah and i mean i got the sense it was pre-recorded only when andy said so are you broken up with tom and at that point she had already made the videos letting everyone know on instagram yes i'd broken up with tom so i was like okay the fact that he's asking is he trying to pull information or is it because it's it was recorded and i and but like honestly the faces of sandy and malia were so (laughs) awkward i i was like there's no way this didn't happen after the incident because they they both felt so awkward the whole time yeah but i think that's that um you know that uh that um you know they're both lesbians so that's what happens i guess no i mean and by the way you guys on last episode i played all the the audio clips if you haven't heard it back yet there's timestamps you can go back and listen to what sandy said about malia in a cameo no less where she outed malia and then malia responding of uh, I'm not gay and I don't know why somebody I work with is even commenting on my sexuality which is hysterical um have you been watching below deck med all season I have I have I I actually love that show I do too like I I I I really for some reason it's such a nice like breath of fresh air with from the other shows yeah it really is and I want to learn more about how they pick those groups for the yacht, just because I had a friend and I don't know if this is true. I had a friend tell me that her friend was asked to be on the show, but they told her she had to pay for the charter, but it would be at a discounted rate. And I, is that true? It is true. I heard that because somebody told me that the podcaster, um, uh, she does juicy school. Heather McDonald was talked about this on her show. Somebody said, and she was offered to do that, but she still had to pay like $30,000 or something. That's crazy. I mean, I assumed they for sure maybe had to fork over the tip or something, but like I, the charter too, I I just don't get it because the guests get made so much fun of usually by the staff. Like I, I wouldn't pay to be like made fun of on TV. No yeah, way. And, and are they all like super fans of the show and that's why they agree to do it? Because it just like, I mean, are they excited to see Aisha or like, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Aisha's serving me, you know, like, I yeah, I don't know because I, they don't come across as great service people. So no, that's not. <laughs> not By the way, isn't it funny how we watch this show? And I don't know if you're like the same way where I'm like, I can do this. I know how to drop. I know how to drop the anchor at this point. Like I can do this. Like I can like, you know, Sandy, Sandy. Um, we got three chains on the, uh, anchor, yeah, like port brow. three shots, three shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I'm also like, I just see little things where I'm like, Hey, Rob, Jess, stop kissing in the, uh, the, the laundry area. Like, like, no, this is a no kissing zone. Like you got to put rules down, you know? Oh, they're that couple. Oh, they're the worst. I just, I can't with them. She is, I've never seen a woman this jealous for like a relationship that started like two weeks ago. I know that's like the, the thing that makes it sad when somebody mentioned like how long it's been and it's like, oh, it's only been two weeks. <laughs> and like, even if you were trapped with somebody for 24 hours, like the fact that they're already at the jealousy fight stage yeah. is 
wild. And I don't think they're going to make it to Bali. Or if they are, like, I would have sent cameras with them because you know that's going to be a fight on the first day. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely would have sent cameras. <laughs> but it's like, don't you think, and I, I mean, no offense to Jess or to Rob, is like when certain people are attractive of a certain nature, I feel like it doesn't bode well for their, like, how they form human relationships or what to expect from human relationships almost. Yeah. I mean, when you're too hot, um, I think sometimes you don't have to like form a personality as like, (laughs) as other people do. Like, you know, I have to get funny because I'm fat or I have to, you know, Kiki, me and you are the same as, as her and Rob. So, I mean, I'm just talking about for other people, we did, we have not formed our, uh, our brains either, but, but, and then Rob thinks he's like a poet. He's like, I feel so deeply inside me. I feel deeply all the same. You know, and it's like, dude, you're already good looking. Don't you don't need to act like you write poetry on top of it, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. And they already said I love you, which is like, I'm just always like, what? I'm so confused right now. Well, you because you can tell Rob thinks he feels such deep thoughts that he said it and he felt it. And then I bet two days later, he was like, oh, really? I messed up. I shouldn't have said it so early. You know, like, you know, he like, like regretted it after seeing like her jealousy, you know? Totally. Uh, totally. Do you think Aisha grabbed his ass at the end of the show last time? I literally paused and I had to study the whole picture. And if you study the whole picture, (laughs) like the woman, like the woman on the far left also has her hand on the person's ass because just of like the way they're awkwardly having to hold each other. Yes. And he had a backpack on. So she just had to like, she was just putting it where there was space. You could see that. Well, she, I mean, but at this point, Jess is looking for things to be upset about and be jealous about. Like, she's, like, hyper-focused now. So any way, which way the wind blows, it's, like, it's insanity for Jess, you know? Yeah, I just, those kinds of relationships where you just need that much anger to have that much passion is, like, those fizzle way, like, too fast. Like, you gotta stop. It did point out, though, that something that I did think was true is that Aisha really does love a good, like, joke about sex. Okay. You know, I saw Jess on like Watch What Happens Live and, you know, because I could tell that Jess does not like Aisha and I like went through and I I was going through Instagram to see if like they had tagged each other in photos and they hadn't. So I was like, it's clear they're not friends in real life. And she said the reason, yeah, was that Aisha just talked about sex all the time. And it wasn't until she said that that I was like, okay. She does talk about sex. Yeah. All oh, the time. put it in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like when she said that, I watched that same Watch What Happens Live and it did make me hyper aware that like, oh my God, she's always joking about sex. And I love the fact that she loved last like year's crew because they all joked about sex with her, you know? <laughs> totally. And Because that's what service people like in the restaurant industry. It's the same. I feel like it's just always about sex. So well, that's how Vanderpump Rules started. That's why yeah. Vanderpump Rules exists. Yeah. Um, did you, do you mess around with Vanderpump rules at all? Oh, I mean, I'm obsessed. I, yeah. I mean, this is somebody who went to Tom Tom when it was like opening. Oh, well, I've been, I've been to Tom Tom like 30 times at this point. It's like ridiculous. Well, I actually, I didn't get in. That's the thing. I did a, I did a story about it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not get in, but I well, you know, it. they hold the line out there so they can make it look busy. So yeah. Um, that's crazy. You didn't get in. Oh no. I was like, I, we showed up and I'm, I know it was Max. It was, I didn't realize later it was Max. I didn't you know saw the Apple watch, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, he was like, it's closed. But I was like, there were people inside drinking. People yeah. were walking past us. And I was like, dude, whatever. You're a hater. <laughs> he literally was a hater. And now he's not on the show anymore. Do you think Vanderpump rules 
should come back for another season. Do you think it's done? Do you see it coming back? Oh, I just like hate so many of them. I, I keep trying to figure out, are there any people on the show that I even like anymore? Did I ever like them? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It does make you question your taste and you're like, is this what it's like to grow as a person where I cannot, like, I, I just can't see myself having the same feelings about it anymore, you know? Oh, and, and it's like part of the, I, I will sometimes have panic attacks about moving to LA because I keep thinking, are these are the people that I'm going to have to deal with on a daily basis leaving New York? Like, I cannot if this if this is everyone in LA. You're going to have to clock in with Peter every day. <laughs> but I'll still watch it and I'll see, I'll give it one more season. Um, but they have to, I, they have to really do a, a ma- like, a magical season for it to even because at this point it's like everybody's like there's so many bad feelings not just within that crew but within the audience towards that crew of people you know like they really have to like they have to like move mountains i feel like to really get back to a place where it's watchable because like how do you come back from the summer that we had and be like hey where's stassi go oh (laughs) you know like how do you explain all these things or like how does Jax be like hey i'm still trying to be a nice guy and i'm still gonna fake work at this bar like and i also don't want to watch i i'm what were your reactions to jackson and Brittany being pregnant i mean i knew it was coming eventually and i was like don't care yeah, I mean, there's no part of me like I, I know all babies are miracles and, and I have nothing bad to say about the baby. I mean, yet until it turns 18. But um, is that there's no part of me that wants to watch their process of getting ready for the baby. No, no. I mean, I, I don't even think I watched like their getting married special or whatever. Like I didn't even want to watch the episode. Oh, there were six were episodes. Getting... Did you? Yeah. The key, there were six episodes of them getting married. So it was no, way yeah, too much. I'm not... No, I'm not doing that, and I'm not going to watch the the trek to their becoming their parenthood. I'm not going to. No, you know he's writing a baby book for men. Oh no, no. yes, that's what he's he's writing a baby book. So in his stories, like he posted like like I think a week or two ago, he he has like seven books on a shelf, and he goes, "All of these people wrote the, these books. So amazing." I wonder if I could do it. Like that's what he puts in his Instagram stories, <laughs> no. and then it's like him like every day like. Got to get back to writing. We can do this. Like, it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, is part of your process learning to read and then you're going to write, you know? Oh, that's what's like, that's what's infuriating, I guess, because it's like, they know that they can just like pump out any sort of trash book and like a millions core group will people buy will it. sell it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I hate that part of it. Do you think when he, um, when he got Brittany pregnant, like he was just like, whenever he did what he did, he went cha-ching. I think that every move they make is calculated and they know it it, it just advances their career. See, I do further. I think that too, but do you think that just means we're really jaded and not trusting and like do you think that says more about us as people because right now I don't believe anybody anything anybody says. Um, I absolutely believe those things about myself and probably you do, but I don't think it means that's not it's not true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. What uh what did you think of Beverly Hills this season in terms of the Rinna uh, Denise, you know, all that stuff. And by the way, she did a genius TikTok, you guys, when Teddy got fired, where she just uh, put the Teddy got fired uh, article up and whelp, and that was it. It was great. <laughs> I, uh, I was so drained this season. Well, one, I was excited about Garcelle joining the cast and I was, 
you know, in the beginning, I was like worried because she wasn't around that much. No. She wasn't really, you know, she was working on her. Uh, by the way, I love when they talk about their movie projects. I'm like, Garcelle, this better flip and be Avatar or Star Wars, because it's, I think you're talking about a Lifetime movie. And it's like it's like seems like it's the biggest film in the world. Well, I'm pretty sure she was she's doing the coming to America. Yeah. Like, part two or whatever so other than that i don't know what other movies she's doing but yeah well i just loved her, her uh, meetings where they're like you're meeting with directors oh, it's yeah. like she really understood how one woman can have three husbands you know like it was like this bizarre lifetime plot where i'm like oh my god we're having yeah. this many meetings over this I, and it was like fatal inconvenience or something <laughs> like that you know but yeah, so I was excited for her to join. Um, and I was, I, I love Denise Richards. I still love Denise Richards. And I just did not like how it just feels like they find one person and everybody decides collectively they're going to drag that person yes. throughout the season. And I did not like that. I don't. Mm-mm. But I feel like this time, which was different than like, I mean, it feels like all the ladies decided and production decided like they were all against Denise. And we even saw in that uh, secrets revealed this week where, you know, Denise was like, I'm done. I'm done. And the producer came out and was like, get back to reality, get back in there, you know? Yeah. And it seems like they had a very contentious relationship with production. And I am, I'm team Denise, not because I love Denise Richards, but because I just grew to hate Lisa Rinna so much over the season uh, because I just felt like, she was making this, she was inserting herself so much into destroying, like, I just don't know what it takes for somebody to understand of like, hey, we're getting to a point where it's going to really potentially affect her family life, you know? Yeah, like, this woman has real life issues with her baby daddy, she has kids that she is trying to protect, and like, that's not cool. Like it's one thing to be catty and have drama on reality show. We all love that. We want to watch that, but like destroying her real life. mm -mm, I'm not down with that. But then it's like, they don't realize when they do this, I feel like they think they're going to be celebrated. And then it comes off making them look so bad. Like even Brandy, Brandy thought she was like some kind of knight in this situation. And I feel so sad for Brandy after watching this season. I mean, just like so sad. I was like, I mean, she was, stumbling around like Kyle's party like on the dance floor and I was like and we're supposed to take this whatever this woman says seriously like she clearly just wants the attention of this show like I don't care what she has to say I'm not buying any of it whether I think it's true or not yes well by the way I think it's totally true (laughs) but I also I also don't need to hear anything about it there's no part of me that's like yeah tell me more of what happened like there's no there's, I'm, I'm totally good. Like I was excited to see Brandy just because it meant Kim was going to be with her. And I like Kim, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you do like Kim. Interesting. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I like her in the sense of like, she did so much for that show. Like, I mean, she uh-huh. pretty much was a meth addict on that show, allegedly. And we got yeah. to see these, like, remember when she had that one, like bulldog face boyfriend that were, they were doing <laughs> drugs with and like, they went to Hawaii and it was like, uh, yes. I like, I loved stuff like that. I feel like she, yeah. and then this season she comes back, but like. I love that they give her no respect. They're like, you can come back, but we have to film you getting your mangled boob surgery, you know? Yeah, I was like, this is like, it was weird. It was weird to see her like, yeah, doing all those things. It was weird to see her as like besties with Brandy, which I know they had to do for the storyline, but all of it was just strange. And I was finding myself missing Lisa Vanderpump. Is there, I know, God, right? I mean, like that, I would have loved to have seen how, that's what's so sad about some of these. You always wish you knew how certain past housewives would handle certain situations. Like I would have loved to have seen her opinions 
on the Denise stuff, you know? I think she would have had Denise's back. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, is there any truth to the rumors that you're moving to L.A. to visit Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo? <laughs> totally. That was the sole reason I'm yeah. moving. Absolutely. Well, I was just thinking about that because when Brandy came into Buca de Beppo at uh, Teddy's uh, Chris or Teddy's baby, whatever, uh, they literally watch Brandy come in and then Lisa's like, let's get her some wine. And he, let's get her wine. Like they're literally trying to like get her drunk as quickly as possible, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's back to like what? What Tamra and wasted naked wasted days oh my god remember when tamra ran off in mexico like you'll never see me again <laughs> by the way what yeah. happened to tam remember like they always go through phases it's like like uh artists go through like art phases of like you know their blue period is that tamra had a religious period she had a oh, yeah. she had a bodybuilding period like mm-hmm. like uh teresa had a bodybuilding period too as well like i love the little things that they try to find to do uh, to make TV interesting. And now Tamara, supposedly, if you're to believe Tamara, she's a queen of CBD oil. Oh, really? She's selling CBD and says she's more successful at that than she is at her show, which I believe is 100% a crock of shit. Yeah, I, I find that hard to believe, but... Uh... I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up her CBD oil. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm gonna shower. I'm gonna shower in her CBD oil. Um, so this week, uh, Real Housewives of Potomac had one of the most insane and insanely good episodes of the season, and they've had like a killer season thus far. What What do you think of Potomac overall? I mean, I really do love Potomac. I mean, when it first started, I did not think I was gonna like it at all. I wasn't really. I've never really been a fan of Sharice and. Uh, it was just kind of slow, but I kept watching it because it's close to my hotel and I grew up in the DMV area. So I was like, I'm going to keep giving it a shot. And now it's definitely one of the best franchises uh, on Bravo. It truly um, is. But <clears throat> this season, it's it's definitely starting to turn into Beverly Hills in that like it's a collective group of girls that want to attack one girl and so that's why i'm i'm just like "Mm, i'm not feeling it again well which girl do you think they're all collectively attacking well this season they definitely want monique off the show it seems very clear they are well why do you think that is why why personally do you think that is because i'm trying to figure out what is it because she thinks she's better than everybody else what is it i think because look i'll be honest when monique started the show i was also not a fan um but I'm remembering that her and Giselle had a thing at some point and just, and I don't, I don't remember exactly what caused it, but I remember like Giselle wasn't feeling her and Giselle is clearly the queen being of the queen bee of that show. So I just feel like if Giselle doesn't want you on the show, you might not be on that show anymore. Really? Well, I mean, Giselle just needs to worry about, her her dressing style, I guess. But well, I mean, so this past week's episode, it's the big debate is Monique and Candace who shot first. Uh, you know, Monique uh, at some point had uh, you know, uh, Can- sorry, Candace's hair and just was smashing her head on the table. But there really is this debate of who now. Robin got thrown in. Did Robin throw a hand in to push Monique, which then threw Mo- then made Monique angry enough to start slamming Candace's head into the table? Do you have an opinion on any of this stuff, or is it all just silly? I mean, I was. That was like one of the most brutal fights I've seen on TV in a long time. Like normally, you know, they have like a cutaway. You just sort of see like cameras flying. Like they kept the camera dead center and we watched the entire thing go down. And I was just like, 
this is a terrible thing I'm watching. I, I it's too much. Um, I don't think Candace was innocent by any means. Like she knows exactly how to push people's buttons. That's exactly she wanted Monique to throw hands. She wanted to. Because I think, again... Yeah, she, you could see her die. smiling a little bit in yeah. where she was like, ha-ha, you know? Like, uh, and I thought that was interesting if you watch back. Yeah, and so I did not like that part of it. But then when... the I think it was uh, Karen, whose voice I heard, where she was, like, screaming, like, let go, Monique. It was such a shrill of, like, somebody who was actually terrified i was like oh my god this you know she would not let go of her i would say hair but it was just her wig she would not let go of her wig <laughs> that wig <laughs> stayed on though that wig was like on you know i was like what glue are you using i love that the two guys chris and big chris were both like well that's a shame i, I really like i really like uh, the other chris you know like i like that the guys are kind of just Wow, that's that's a shame. You really shouldn't be doing that, you know? Oh, and they're still going to hang out. They're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, not even a quite. But see, guys are like that. I'm like, hey, it's, is it I, is that cool if we we're still cool, right? Like, of course. <laughs> like, they don't even think twice about it. And I love the conversations, like you know, when they're on the car ride home to each Chris, and you know, big Chris, <laughs> like I, you know, sometimes don't agree with some of his like policies on marriage, but like he is, he makes me laugh. Yeah, like he's actually a really good husband. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't agree with some of his thoughts on marriage, but you can tell he's a really good husband, really good father, and I love that. I mean, how do you possibly spend $200,000 on a podcast? I mean, that alone would like freak me out of like, oh my God, Monique might be dumb, you know? I, I was hoping you would tell me as the podcast. King, well, see, like, I've only like... I've only spent one hundred and fifty thousand. So the fact that she spent two hundred <laughs> is just such a ripoff. But um, also, I was thinking, like, every time they fight in the Bravo world, I feel like one of the producers needs to throw Aviva Drescher's leg into the mix. <laughs> and wouldn't it be amazing if just like a leg and then every, it would break up every fight. They'd be like, where'd that leg come from? It's true. Um, you have a personal connection now to this fight. Because you kind of got it, not into a fight, but you you know, you were commenting on uh, Candace and Monique's Instagram posts. I actually, okay, that was what I think people thought. I didn't comment on her actual post. What I did was I had gone to, <laughs> I had gone to Monique's Instagram. I went because, to Monique's house. And... <clears throat> yeah, because, you know, I knew like as the fight was happening, I wanted to see what people were saying in the comments. So I went and she had posted a picture of herself and she said, hey... I'm posting this picture of myself so you can come for me because um, I don't want, you know, posts under my family's pictures because that was her last picture, a picture of her and her kids. She's like, so you can say everything you want. Come for me. You know, I, I'm going to own it. My comments are on. I don't block unless you get, you know, super disrespectful. And I was like, you know, I, I commented something like, you know, I respect you for allowing us to say what we want to say, harsh or otherwise, like you're owning it. Awesome. And so I went to Candace's page just to see, you know, I'm just like, I want to see what people are commenting. And when I went to the comment section, I noticed it said comments are limited. So I just took a screenshot and just posted it in my, in my story, not commented on either of them. I posted in my story just saying, you know, Props to you, Monique. That's awesome. Didn't say anything disparaging about Candace. I did tag them because that's what you do. <laughs> I do well, that's what you do. You tag yeah, of them. course. I do that, yeah. And so at like 1.30 in the morning, I get a response. Like I see an alert pop up and it says like Candace. And I was like, wait, what? Did she just respond to me? That's weird. And so I go to my inbox and yeah, she was basically just like, I don't limit my comments. I just don't let, you know, 
trash ass trolls comment on my page and you know so i'm assuming i'm assuming you're the trash ass troll right well yeah i mean she she was very slick about how she worded it she was just like i don't trolls and there's a special place for people but then the one comment that she said was like but keep at it so once she said that i was like you're clearly directing this at me um and i i replied i just said you know Oh, because she, you know, she's. She, I thought I was following Candace because I'm trying to follow all of the house. I know. I now. keep. I, I tried to do that too, and then I always remember, like, I forgot somebody. You know, exactly. And so I just was like, oh, and I was like, actually, I do follow you because, of course, then I hit follow. <laughs> and I was like, actually, I do follow you. And I said, like, I'm not a trash house troll. I'm actually like an educated black woman who is an entrepreneur, and I'm you know, just making an observation, um, you know, but I, I think this whole DM is really telling it. I, Cause I was like, I did a post that was sort of defending you before, but yeah. now I'm sort of like, this is actually pretty telling. So I don't really know how I feel about you now. Did she respond back? No, she ignored it. Did she see it or just ignored it completely? It, it didn't say seen, so I'm assuming she just didn't see it. So. Man, I hate that about Instagram is like when you – because I've asked a couple of people to be on the podcast and then like you're just looking for that seen thing. <laughs> but then it's kind of like a double-edged sword because then if it's like seen and they don't respond, then it's like, oh, man, they hate me, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like – I, you know, but then it, it also – the fact that it wasn't seen also, you know, it made me realize that's what she does. She like throws bombs and then runs. Not, I'm not going to face it. I'm just going to keep running. And she so loves like, her. I mean, she really does love to throw bombs. Like she yeah. loves, she does like really like to talk, you know? Yeah. Um. What do you think of, this is the other part of, uh, cause they had so many good scenes. You're, we're not used to it. The housewives where they have, Every storyline is pretty good and pretty juicy. Um, is that, well, I mean, first off, what do you think about Michael Darby and Ashley? Oh God. I mean, I besides Michael them- being hot. <laughs> totally my type yeah, yeah. um i was actually i started actually looking at the comments of people were putting on my post because it made me start thinking about things because i was like first of all okay michael if you are out here cheating or whatever why are you not having these women sign ndas because like that's every like famous person i know like will have you sign an nda before you go back to the hotel room so you can't just like tell every blog wait wait and, wait is that is that is that for real like i can you I, I can't even imagine like doesn't that disrupt the whole like flow if you're like real quick could you sign this oh no i mean the way it happened with my friend was like they met at the club he left in his car she got in a car with the manager and on the way back to the hotel room the manager was basically giving her the spiel and had her sign the nda wait who car. is this wait who is this for I'm not going to say, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, it doesn't, it's not happening in the bedroom. It's happening like as you're on the way, you know, at least so potentially some like ladies, when they go out at night, they should also have their uh, lawyer on speed dial <laughs> so they can look over the documents before anything like that's why, but like, but did Michael Darby definitely had sex with her. Why was he, why was he in his underwear? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. And so he's in his underwear. But one of the one of my followers commented, well, because he had the last season the whole pinching of the male The rear end, up. yes. And so they were like they wanted this leaked so that it could show that he wasn't into men. And I was like that's an interesting thought. Um, he's into holes. It does not matter which <laughs> hole. I mean, like he's into like he's into both things. By the way, both things can be possible. Like that's so that's such ridiculous line of thinking. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I was like, I don't know why. I don't know if it was purposely leaked um, or if it was accidentally leaked. I do know he was in his underwear, though. So he didn't just pass out in a room. But I also feel like that cameraman that he that he pinched the butt last year or whatever is that like when stuff like this happens, I just can't believe Bravo's like, yo, you because because they 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 threw out the case, right? Like about him pinching the rear ends. And it's like, I feel like Bravo, it's like they don't really stand behind their employees because this guy obviously is like kind of sicko in a way. Yeah, I don't like I'm I, I was curious, like what happened? It's like, OK, the case was thrown out like was it settled in any way or yeah. did they say there was no information? Like, I don't know. It just sort of seemed to go away. Did the cameraman just like lose his job? Like, I don't know. None of us doubt that it happened though. Like we all know it did. Like there, like when it comes to Michael Darby, I think anything's possible. Based on the audio. Cause it was like, the video was very sketchy, but the yeah. audio that you heard, it definitely sounded like that. The cameraman was like, you know, dude, don't ever do that me. again. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know? Yeah. Like, um, Okay, and then the other thing I wanted to ask you about was Jamal and Giselle. What do you think about them getting back together? I mean, I don't believe in recycling exes. I've done it. Everyone's done it. It's. it's <laughs> I don't think it, it. It doesn't last. Recycling is just temporary. Well, but also recycling on top of somebody that has so many kids with so many different baby mamas. Like how it, it's like Tristan Thompson and Chloe. Like I don't really get, have a lot of hope because you're dealing with somebody's. I don't want to say sickness, but this is their way. They obviously like uh, temptation. They they're part of what gets them off is doing things behind people's backs. I mean, I, exactly. And I didn't even, I mean, until, you know, Giselle's dad told all the business. I mean, I had no idea it was like that many different women. Like, I don't even know why she, Giselle is gorgeous. She could get any man ever. Like, I just don't know why she I know. just doesn't. And they, then, and, and what Kiki's talking about, you guys, at the end of this past week's episode, if you haven't seen it yet, it was really amazing. Her dad goes in the other room to the bathroom, tells the production, hey, I think I'm done with this. Take my mic off. And then literally says, yeah, she's making I don't think she's making the right decision here. You know, he has six, you know, six different kids. It's not the right thing. And like really told like the truth and a lot of things that we are thinking as an audience. And you really got to respect an 82 year old man that does that. Oh, I love it. I love her dad. Well, that's I mean, I tagged Giselle. Yesterday in an Instagram story, I think it was something about like, oh, the real shame at the wine club is that we didn't get to celebrate her literary award, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> which I think is hysterical. And she reposted it, which I was like, oh, no, because in my actual I was like, please don't look at my account. Please don't look at my account, because the first thing I had on there was like a picture of her and her dad where I was like, this man's a hero, a truth teller, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, please don't look, please don't look, please don't look. Uh, have you had any kind of other run-ins with Bravo Lebs uh, on your TikToks or anything like that? Um, you know, I've had like, I had one small conversation with um, Leva, who I told you is like the new Southern Charm yes. um, cast member, um, just because she had made a post um, basically like to all her haters, like, you know, don't come for me. And I was like, wow. I was like, the season hasn't even started yet. And it's like heating <laughs> up. So I just reposted it um, and tagged her and she responded and she was like, I sure am. And I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, look, do you, I said, just know that I am always going to keep it real with my commentary. So like basically don't take it personal. And, you know, and she was just like, no, like I, I said, I hope some good conversation does come out of this season. So we'll see. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I can only, you know, leave it to the editors and the Bravo gods. And I said, 
that's all we can do. So, well, I'm not, I don't have a lot of hope once she said bravo gods, because that's just, <laughs> we, we do not worship false idols in this house. But um, as we start wrapping up, I, I'm glad you brought up Southern Charm again, because I kind of wanted to end in there a little bit, because we had mentioned the Catherine stuff with the, uh, the monkey emoji and like the upcoming season trailer. I mean, I like that you even pointed out, like, I think it was, was it on Patricia's announcement? She was even using the monkey emoji oh accidentally. And you're like, girl, do you not learn? Yeah, that was just so tasteless. Like, I just don't get, some people were like, she did it on purpose. I'm I'm not going to say she did. I mean, I don't know. I'd hate to think she was that cold hearted. Or but... that, that calculated then to like feign stupidity, you know? Yeah, I mean, she is a smart woman and she knows that there was so much drama over that this year. So I don't know. That was weird. But you will definitely be watching Southern Charm? I'm definitely going to watch because I I have to. I have to. Do you, I mean, I said the same thing about Vanderpump Rules. Uh, Do you think Southern Charm can be saved at this point or are there too many bad feelings associated with it? I think that they're in the same boat, VPR and uh, Southern Charm. Like, I think most of the fans that used to like them just don't like what's happened to the show and if they watch it they're gonna hate watch it and uh, i don't know i just think it's i don't think it it might get one more season and we'll see what happens after that for both of them well i mean i gotta say i i I was really kind of just completely checked out on southern charm after like everything that's kind of happened this year and i just think i liked the strong group of ladies they had last season but a lot of them left so Mm -hmm. i just didn't really and i said Catherine's just every time and it's so funny like all the viewers really will go back and forth on Catherine and then they'll defend her and she'll like, and then she always ruins it for herself. You know, she always does something so stupid and so idiotic and so, you know, damaging to another group of people that you just then go like, Catherine, you're never like, you just, sometimes I just feel like she's hopeless. It is. And I, that's, I think that's my biggest thing is like, if this season comes off where she's edited to look like, not like that bad of a person, I'm going to be really annoyed because she did a lot of terrible things this year and she needs to be like, like held accountable. And I want to, I actually just want to see her held accountable, accountable on screen so we can all witness it firsthand because we've all had to go through it in the blogs and in the newspapers. I I think that's a valid, uh, no, I, I don't know. I hate to use the word form of entertainment, but I think that is valid. Like, you know, people were saying like, oh, uh, it's, I'm going to hate Ramona coming back next season. I kind of think it would be interesting to see Ramona come back next season and have the first person of color as a housewife and let Ramona hang herself a little bit because I have a mm-hmm. feeling she's not going to come out with shining colors, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And um, I'd love to see that. In the trailer, that was interesting, though, watching them even take down the statues or take down the statue. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, and so I'm curious how that's going to look like. What is the commentary? Like, what is Catherine going to be saying in the confessionals about that? Like, are are they going to try to make it look like we're feeling sorry for her because that's her family history? Or I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so October 28th, I think. 29th, I think. 29th. So uh, everybody mark your calendars. Uh, Kiki will be doing, I'm sure, all of the commentary on her TikTok. Uh, So if you guys don't have a TikTok account, I think it's super easy. I signed up today. Uh, You do not have to make any videos to watch the videos. In fact, most of my friends that are girls now just sit there and and they watch just TikTok videos. Um, (laughs) uh, Also, like you have... What were your stats? You were like 142,000 followers, 4.4 million likes. That's insane. It is. It's really insane. I was surprised. Like, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's really got to be kind of, is that exciting or is that just like scary? I mean, I love it. Cause I mean, why not? But it is scary. Cause yeah. you know. 
Well, I, I'm really excited to see where this kind of goes from you uh, from here, because I really do think you kind of, there's these people that I really love to watch and you have great commentary. So you never know what's going to happen because there is so much to talk about in this space. So uh, Kiki, thank you so much for, for doing this because I think everybody needs to go check this out. If you haven't already, uh, I think you're, I love when people talk about this, but use it in a different form and you're just like the best at it in terms of TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, well, you're in LA once it's safe to hang out. Let's, uh, let's go to uh, Tom Tom together. Okay, perfect. I'll get in this time. <laughs> <laughs> talk of shame on tiktok did we uh, convert anybody to tiktok should i do a tiktok what would i do a tiktok about should i just do awkward dances that makes you just uncomfortable where i just stare directly into the camera and just like hey am i doing this right is this megan the stallion they always do that megan the stallion song uh what is it savage or yeah i always see those in the dances it's like me and kellyanne conway's daughter um did you hear there's like a COVID outbreak at the White House? LOL. I'm joking. Of course you have. What a week, you guys. What a week. Um, so that was her. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys want me to tell you what songs I usually play in between, or maybe I can put that up on the Patreon, or maybe just in my regular show notes. But that was Novocaine by Frank Ocean. By Frank Ocean. It was on one of his original mixtapes that I don't even think is out anymore on anything because it's kind of like use a, is, uses a legal, like, songs in it you know like he he used like Coldplay and Radiohead it was like when he was just back before he was nobody this was called Nostalgia Ultra it was an official mixtape he had released a long time ago before he got really big but I love that song Novocaine and the song you heard before that at the beginning of the interview was um Talk the Talk by um Tudor Cinema Club who I love. Um, they are an Irish band, I believe, uh, but they great. They have a really great album called Tourist History that I love. Um, 
really fun band. So those are both great, great songs that I love. And sometimes that's why I play it a little bit longer than a usual intro, because like I really do groove. I like music is so important in my life. It really does. is something that keeps me going. And do you ever wonder, like, you know how those songs will just attach to you? And you'll hear it or you'll hear it a couple times. And there's like music that challenges you that your ears aren't ready for yet. And you grow into. And then there's music that music song songs that just hit you immediately. And I live for stuff like that. Like that's what we, you know, it's like I love thinking that there is a song out there yet to be discovered by me that is going to, that I'm going to be obsessed about, you know, where I'm going to play it again and again and again. I did that last, like I remember I was really obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers for a while. And she's amazing. She has actually a new album that came out during the quarantine. Um, and I can't wait for live music again because I've never seen her solo live. I've seen her with her offshoot band with um, the guy from Bright Eyes. Um, uh, what is their what is their offshoot band called? Um, I don't know. It's like four words. But anyways, um, I just love those moments when music or an album attaches to you and you can't get it out of your head. And it like kind of puts an indelible mark on your life. And that's why I like music. So sometimes that's why I'll play like a minute or a minute and a half of a song because I want you to hear it. And then I'm, I'm editing this thing together and I'm grooving. Like you guys are like, when I edit, I know it's crazy, but you're like, well, there's not really, you know, like you're putting in full interviews. It's like, yeah, but like it's everything in between. So I will literally, when it gets to like those sound clips of like what I put in music wise, I'll spend like 30 to 40 minutes sometimes where I'm like, nope, not that song. Nope, not that song. Oh, wow. I forgot about this song. It's not right for this, but let me listen to it. So I just go again and again and again until something feels right, you know, where I'm like, oh, this gets me pumped up or this makes me like, you know, like that's what I love about music is that you, that's what I want. Like when we go to Buca de Beppo, that's what we got to do, guys. We got to have me with my laptop and some speaker system and we'll just also, I'll just DJ as well. I'll just like, oh my God, let me go change. Let me go change. Like I'll put a mix together and we'll just li- like, cause that's what you want to do with music too, is you want to share it. Music is meant to be shared. That's why I love live music so much too, but it's meant to be shared. Like we are meant to like, have you, it's like a good book you recommend. You got to recommend music. You got to tell people, this touches me. This makes me feel good. I think you're going to like it too. I think that's, and and music is to me the number one thing you can do that with because they're bite size. you know? Usually most songs are three and a half to five minutes long. So it's it's easier than reading a book. I can get three and a half minutes of your time to listen to this and that and this, you know? I was thinking, now I have a So Sad It's Good playlist on Spotify that you can actually add your own sad songs to. And I started this, I think, a couple months into the podcast and we had So Sad It's Good. And I'll usually still end the episodes with sad songs that I that have been on my mind. And um, But then what's great is uh, – what's great is that I oh, – okay, so here I was thinking – would it be crazy or would you guys be interested in if I did every month a So Bad It's Good playlist, but it's not it's not bad songs. It's actually just songs maybe from the podcast that I played that month, but also songs that I'm kind of into. And I'm just talking about like maybe like 20 songs on a mix and they're all kind of like different time periods, new, old, dancey, sad, you know, like, would that be of interest? Because I was, I mean, it might be of interest even just to me because I was talking to my buddy Buyer, which, who, oh my God, you guys, I got to tell you about this. When I was there in Arizona, I, my, my two, one of my two best friends, Matt and Jessica are getting married 
and I'm officiating their wedding. Now, you, it was going to be like a 150-person wedding, and now it's only a 20-person wedding because of COVID. And we all have to get tested and take temperature checks. And, you know, they're really pulling out all the spot stops in terms of safety. And we're doing it in their backyard now. But I'm still officiating. And uh, anyways, I was talking to Matt, and Matt was like, oh, I, I used to love your mixes. And that's where I got the idea. It's like, oh, maybe I should do that for the podcast. Maybe you guys would be interested in that as well, you know? But um, – but yeah, I'm officiating their wedding and I was like going over like things to do like, oh, you know, I don't know. It's good. This will be the second wedding I've officiated and I'm so excited. I love them both so much. And they were the kind of relationship that started off as friends and then it turned into something years later, you know, which is like a different that's a, a different angle on love. Right. We don't we only see that in movies, which, by the way. Oh, also, guys, do you guys like Pin 15? I just started the second season last night and it was already so good. Those two ladies are so funny and it just reminds you to like really lean into your weirdness because it can connect, you know, like who would thought that they should have like two ladies in their thirties playing 15 year olds, but it totally works. And the the reason it works is that these two ladies play everything so seriously. They play it real. They're not doing jokey. It's not like strangers with candy, Amy Sedaris, which I love who I love. It's different. They play it real and it works. It like works on this really weird level. And I love it so, 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 so much. So pin 15, I cannot wait to watch the rest of that second season and let me know about the mixtapes and my coffee's kicking in. I think you can, I think you can hear that, but it's Sunday guys. We, 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 we got all day, baby. We got all day. Um, please go support Kiki on TikTok or check out TikTok. I don't think we get, um, I don't think we get any kind of cut out of TikTok, but also let her know if you uh, go follow her on Instagram, say you liked her on the podcast. Hopefully she'll come back. Um, What should we do now? So we got to break down that song by Monique Samuels at some point. Should we get into the second interview? Because I feel like, what should we do? We, hmm. Let's see. Another parent story. I got that. I got, what else do we got here, folks? Because... Also, I wanted to read this article to you at some point. And then, okay, so let's also talk. Oh, shit. God, it's been it's been a second. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, let's let's talk for a bit. Okay, we got some stuff to talk about. Okay, Jackson, Brittany, let's do this. Let's get into devil shit. No, um, so Jackson, Brittany did have a gender reveal. Oh, God, what we all have, Jack? You mean Brittany? What we gonna have, Jack? <laughs> I yeah, what we go have? Jack, I'm pregnant. I'm horrible at invitations. <laughs> so, I guys, I gave you incorrect information. I think I said in last week's episode that I heard that Jackson and Brittany were going to have a girl, and I was wrong. I was wrong, folks. Jacks and Brittany. I mean, just Jacks. That's all that matters in Jax's head they're having a boy and you should have saw the performative antics with Jax like I got a boy get dude get ready when Brittany is giving that boy all of her attention you are going you're going to use it as an excuse to cheat I needed something babe and you weren't there for it we got to take care of me first and then we can take care of everybody else I just love I love this happy period for him I do and I hope he truly is happy. I hope he truly realizes how blessed he is to have skated this far in his life after doing so much wrong along the way. And I really think that's cool. The The trick, I think, for Jax will be is that he really is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And he's going to have to realize that life is a slow trudge 
sometimes, and you have to keep on walking the walk and talking the talk, and it's not just amazing moment, amazing moment. There's like these gaps in between where you have to just show up and try to be a good person, and I think that's the part that Jax has a real problem with if we're going to get really deep into it, you know? And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I'm glad they're excited. Uh, a boy, I mean, it's just, it's still shocking. We're going to have all these Vanderpump babies and we don't even have a show. So I, I mean, I don't know what to say, like good, good for you guys. I just have a feeling in two years time or less than it's going to, yeah, I mean, we know these people, you know what I'm saying? Is that like things don't get magically turned around. I would also love to really see if Jax has been going to therapy at all. Because remember uh, the reunion, it was talked about how Randall had even like set up an appointment and he didn't go to it. I would wonder, like Jax, remember he said his brain was sprained and all that stuff. Like, I wonder if he's on medication. He's not. The, the guy never really works towards anything better. He just has things that happen to him that are good that like affect his mood. So I'm really curious. I'm curious to see what happens. But I think we all know how life works where... There, Jax is also about presenting very performative things, whether it be with his dad's death. Remember, he has a mom that's living and he still is not made up with. So any tribute to his dad should include his mom, his living mom, you know. So it's hard for me to sometimes feel bad about his dad when he does have a living parent, you know, and then he tries to lump himself in with like people that have lost both parents. It's like you have one there. Sometimes it takes um, a stronger man to actually work things out with people that, you know, say a relative that actually birthed you. You know, that would be a great tribute to your dad as well. But what do I know? So uh, I believe it's still the same old Jax, but who knows? And also, who cares what I think? Like, I just, it'll be interesting to see what happens because we all know who he is. It's like Tristan Thompson with Chloe. Does any of us believe that Tristan Thompson won't cheat again on Chloe Kardashian? I don't think there's a person in the world that would believe that. I mean, I even think deep down Chloe knows. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, also, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is back, and I know I talked about that a couple weeks ago, but I was watching this week's episode. Kim went to the White House. Donald Trump was in it for a second. Jared Kushner was in it. All the greats. Um, and, you know, but good for Kim for doing prison reform and, and using the system to to work to her benefit. But still just shocking when you're watching a reality show, especially like the Kardashians and seeing them pop up at the White House. It just shows how weird the world is. Would you have thought 10 years ago, 12 years ago that you would see the Kardashians at the White House, regardless of who the president was at the time? Like truly bizarre, truly shocking. And I guess just shows that you really can do anything in this world. You can do anything in this world. The only stipulation is you have to fuck Ray J on film. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it. If you want to go anywhere in the world, just remember fuck Ray J. You'll get there, guys. That's in fact, that should be the shirt. That should be the shirt I make is anything's a, anything's possible. If you film a sex scene with Ray J. <laughs> um, Let's see here, folks. Okay, so next week I'm going to do a return of Justin Bieber of Garth Brooks and a new clip that I'm excited to see if you guys, if it touches your souls the way it does mine. So I cannot wait to introduce the new person in the group of me making fun of. Uh, let's see also. So, okay, so Lala, this is interesting too. Lala and Sheena are fighting. Um, it's, you know, they're they're acting like kids and I just feel like we're so past this and it's like really weirdly leaving me with such an icky taste watching all of them fight and they're not even filming. And it's just like, oh my God. But like Sheena went on her podcast, Shenanigans, and said that Lala, when she was miscarrying, was not there for her. But she also like mentioned that Brock was out golfing, didn't call her back. Like it was like, it just seems like Sheena 
I don't know Brock at all personally. I just think it's like I met him once, but it, you know, I couldn't get a read on his personality. But I do know he has a family where he's from, like kids, and that's got to be weird. For you got to think they're away from their dad, but uh, who knows? And you know, Sheena told the story of her miscarrying and that Lala was in Palm Springs and did not uh, called her, but then didn't, didn't end up coming over and went to dinner with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. And uh, Megan Fox, which I just I can't. I mean, every time I say Machine Gun Kelly's name, I just like we get a real name. I feel like a child. I feel like somebody that's like hankering for a photo of Food God every time I say Machine Gun Kelly. It's like, why are we? Come on. We're all adults here. We don't have to call you Machine Gun, do we? Can we call you Robert? Whatever your name is. Um so Sheena said the story and I guess it was kind of like brutal. You're just like, damn. And also very believable because. I don't think anybody can argue that Lala isn't a star fucker. I mean, just honestly, she is. She is. I think she's even mentioned said it. So, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure in Lala's head, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are way better to hang out with than Sheena. That's what social climbers do. Like, hell yes. But regardless, Sheena said this on her podcast. And then Lala respond. And remember, Lala's pregnant. And then Lala responded with this huge paragraph on her Instagram stories about like kind of fuck you, Sheena, and like da-da-da, I can't believe I'm arguing with you, and cameras aren't even rolling, I'm arguing with you for free, you know, shaking my damn head, and like kind of pointed out her Brock wasn't even there for her, and how dare you, and blah, 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 you told me I didn't have to come over at all, I didn't think that meant come over, and like put out her points, and sure, she had a couple points, but my whole point of this thing, I thought it was kind of gross, is that you don't kick somebody when they're down even if it's sheena you know is that like lala is pregnant like that should be all that should be your response right there somebody comes for lala like sheena of all people like ignore it we all know who sheena is we all get it like we all like sheena but we don't think sheena is like completely sane we don't think sheena is like you know we appreciate the humor she brings to the show but we all know who she is we all know she's man hungry we all know all of these things we know she's celebrity hungry but like there it's a difference how sheena does it than how lala does it you know like sheena like is just like she comes off as like a little slow like oh that's cute but like never harmful do you know what i'm saying like i never get that like oh god she's dangerous where lala i feel like she's dangerous i feel like she's like left a path of destruction with certain people like especially ariana and tom and um so I thought it was kind of gross to even respond at all. You didn't need to do it. You didn't need to be out there. Like, Lala, reach out to her and say, how dare you? But don't put it on social media. You're you're already winning, babe. You're pregnant. She isn't. She miscarried. Like, right then and there, I feel like that's an opportunity to be a good mom. To be, you know, like, start practicing. It's like, Lala, we, it makes you look gross then when you're coming at her so hard. When we, like, we know who Sheena is already. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you guys agree or like, I, I don't know. Am I crazy? Um, and then there was a Daily Mail article after that where it said uh, Stassi and Lala unfollowed Sheena, which I found out through sources that Sheena was the one that unfollowed them first. So they retaliated unfollowed, which guys, we're in our 30s. The whole unfollow retaliation unfollow thing is so 20 in your 20s, like that has to be embarrassing when you're following and unfollowing people like that's so what just mute them like are you kidding me are you kidding me like what 
Like this is like when when people are unfollowing and following, I want to take away their reproductive rights. Like you should not be having a kid right now at all. If you're thinking about like unfollowing people during this time, get a fucking life. Like, are you going to instill those values in your kids? Whew. Whew. Do it. Say it with me, folks. Whew. Whew. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I, you know, that's. It was just crazy to me. It was just crazy to me. Oh, also big news. Lisa Rinna, um, we found out in the last couple of weeks, is coming out with her own makeup line <laughs> called Rinna Beauty. Rinna Beauty. Now, I'm trying to be delicate, want to be nice, trying to be a new person, trying to be not a lala, but how the fuck... Would you do a makeup line when your lips look like insane, insane pillows of plastic surgery? How would you ever, how would I ever trust you to ever do any kind of thing with your face when you have like cranked your face into 60 different things and have finally settled down on one that's like we're starting to accept as an actual face? But you can't do that. That's like, I like do some kind of dance thing because you always do those stupid dances all around your room. Sell something off that. Do like a dance line. Do like a dance wear or some shit for like stupid dancing in your bedroom. Like, don't do a makeup line. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Why would I ever trust you on any kind of makeup or anything to do with your face? Like, do, like, sell some kind of product on being loud in social situations. That I would try. Like, that I would be like, yes, she's, she knows what she's talking about with this. But to sell a makeup line? Are we idiotic here? And all, with all these celebrity makeup lines, I always just love, like, how much work do you actually put into it? Are they in the lab mixing colors and chemicals? No. Somebody brings them the product. They're like, yeah, slap my name on that. I want to see, I want to know how much time Lisa Rinna's spent in the lab. I always wanted to know the same thing about Kylie Jenner. It wasn't like she was like, these lip kits, I've created the perfect shape, perfect shade of watermelon. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's so, it's so wacky. It's so, so wacky. What's that? These are clothes. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys, are, will you guys buy that? Is that a lady thing? And by the way, I said this on the, I think, part two. Um, I did the Real Housewives of Potomac recap on part two, and my parents did a long interview on there. Um, but is, I, I love when la- I'll ask a lady question and then I actually do get DMs. Like, I found out boob tape is actually a thing because we were talking about boob tape on the podcast. And then a lot of ladies wrote in and was like, yeah, there is, idiot. And then, I found out about pelvic floors before and why ladies will sometimes pee themselves laughing. That was invaluable. And so I love when I'll say something like, would you guys buy makeup from Lisa Rinna? Am I crazy with my opinion? And I'll get real opinions. I'll get people be like, yeah, you're being an idiot. Like I or like, no, you're totally right. I love that. Like, I feel like I can ask any question unembarrassed. Like, I'm not em- I feel like you guys are cool enough with me where I, I don't need to be embarrassed to ask these questions. It's just that I'm idiotic, you know, like. I really don't know these things. So it's like really good where I have a forum where I can ask idiotic questions. I just think it's a no brainer. If you saw what Lisa Rinna did to your lips, her, her own lips, how would you ever trust her with your lips? How would you ever trust her with your lips? Like I would buy something just to like have it in my museum of like reality show shit, but I would never be like, let's see what I can do with these old Bailey lips, you know, just wild. Oh, Stassi Schroeder. 
is supposedly coming back with her podcast in a couple weeks. That's wild. I do think I, I did hear a rumor. I don't know if this is true, and I hope it is not true. That they said the podcast, the new podcast name was going to be called Entitled AF. And I just believe that's a complete rumor. I do not think, I really don't think she'd be dumb enough to do that. I just don't. I, I mean, I, I want to give her a tiny, tiny bit of credit that especially after everything she went through, she would not write some, she would not do something called Entitled AF. But then there's a sneaking suspicion uh, uh, that I have with Stasi where it's like, she does want to go back to exactly the way it was, where she can smart off and be her Jackie Schimmel self without ever getting busted, you know, with like just being able to go back on tour without skipping a beat. You know, she'll go back on tour and I bet like there'll be a minute towards the end where it'll be like, remember, we got to be kind to everybody. And that'll be her like social service of the week. Uh, but who knows? I could be wrong. Motherhood could completely change her. We will never know. But it is weird, though. She did say this on the Tamron Hall show is that she can't see herself ever going back to Vanderpump Rules, you know, especially after the pregnancy. And it's would you ever like it would feel so weird to watch Sassy get into a fight like I'm the devil and you know it like a fight with somebody knowing that she's like has a baby at home, you know, like that would be so weird. And I think it would even paint her in a more dangerous light than she already has been painted in or not, not painted in. She's kind of dug that hole herself, you know? Um, oh my God. I also said this, I said this on, I think a week ago or the pod was that I am obsessed with Peloton. I, I was like, I need it. I think it's going to change my life. I finally got to ride a Peloton folks at my buddy Byers. He's like, you want to hop my, my buddy Byers. He's like, Hey, you want to hop on that? He kind of talks with like a gruff voice. And, uh, I was like, yeah. And I did a 30 minute ride to Prince hits and it, was amazing. First off, amazing workout. I was sweating my my ass off, and that's always a good sign. But then it was like a, a ride designed to just Prince music, and I, you know how I love Prince, and they have rides dedicated to all these different artists. You can do thirty minute rides, ten minute rides. So Pel if I have anybody from the Peloton company out there, consider making me your spokesman. Consider it, Peloton. I'm your guy. Let's like, we'll do a weight, uh, weigh in. I'll lose 10 pounds in a month just from your, like, and I'll do commercials for you. I'll be like, Hey, it's Ryan from so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I'm on the Peloton right now and I'm grooving to the hits of counting crows and I'm losing weight at the same time. What, a, but it really does. It was exciting. It was like really exciting. And then I was like, you can like, there's like huge TV screen and you're like, boop, 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 boop. That's me touching the keys. And I was going really fast and it just like clocks your heart rate, clocks all this stuff. And I was just like, Wow. And I wouldn't have even have to leave my home. I could be a, like more of a homebot. Like this is safe. I, you know, like I was just like, I'll take out my bed just to put a Peloton in. You know what I'm saying? We're at that point where I'm happy to take out my bed, folks. I don't, who needs, we'll sleep when I'm dead. And by the way, like I don't need, I don't need sleep if it's going to be on my parents' rock hard bed. That was horrible, folks. Horrible. Speaking of my parents, I'll keep reminding you for the next couple of weeks, their 50th wedding anniversary is coming up on Halloween. Yes, they got married on Halloween, not because they're weird, just because it was cheaper and the date they wanted November 7th was not available. So 50 years together, Bill and Becky Bailey, what I was thinking about doing, what I've said a couple times, and I'm going to keep saying it, um, is if anybody, I know this is 
going out of your way, but it can mail a card. I've already gotten a bunch of cards. Like, uh, I'll pay you for the postage. I, I'm happy to Venmo you. I'm not joking. Um, is just send them a happy anniversary card. You can even just write a piece of paper. Like, hey, you don't have to buy a card or anything like that. But I, I thought it would be so cool to present them with, like, a bunch of listener cards for their 50th wedding anniversary. So um, my address is 646 North Spalding, S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G Avenue, uh, Los Angeles, California, 90036. And um, please send cards, and I'll I'll take them down. I think you your de- the deadline is. I think I'm going back to Arizona to officiate the wedding on October. Sorry, let me just pull my calendar up. Um, so it's October fourth now. So I'll be leaving probably on October twenty second. So the cards would just have to be here in the next like kind of two and a half weeks. So I think that would be really cool because they really do love that I'm doing this and they love to be a part of it and they love you guys and they just get really excited. And it it really is. It's funny. They were disappointed when I didn't let them on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And I thought that was very cute, but you know what? They got to bring it. They're not going to do good. They got to bring it. And I'm actually really nervous to talk about politics with them. So it's like, it's touch and go, you know, I'm sure it's touch and go with a lot of our families and they're actually not even Trump supporters, but I just get nervous because my dad always tells me I have to be listen to both sides and be kind and all that stuff. And it's, it's you, it's a daily practice. It's like meditation where you have to really try these days, you know, it's, it's hard, but, uh, also just so you guys know, I have a niece and nephew. Um, we call my nephew watermelon because he was on the very, like the second podcast I did and he, his parents didn't want me using his real name, which everybody knows by now. It's Connor, and but we still call him Watermelon, but he has not been allowed on the podcast since that first episode because I curse in the podcast, and they're a religious family, and I respect that. But good news is that his mom said we can do – we're going to do a solo Watermelon podcast, just me. He's going to host it, but we'll, we'll, we'll make it entertaining, and I'll be able to ask him a bunch of questions, but I can't wait. But they were actually supportive of that. I just said I would do it separately, and I wouldn't – Include it in the rest of my filth. <laughs> this being the filth, you know what I'm saying? So, but I did happen to get a couple sneak previews. Here's a conversation I had with Watermelon um, where I just like to tape him. We were at dinner for my dad's birthday, and uh, his, he just turned 72. Happy birthday, dad. And uh, we were talking with Connor at Watermelon, and he said, because I've been home, I've been, I've, I've seen them a bunch this pandemic, and it's more than I usually see my family because there's been more time and I lost my job and stuff like that. So it's been easier, and it's like, well, I have the time. I should try to see them as much as possible. And he kind of told me he's seen me too much, and it's taking away the specialness of me being around. And he's he likes it when I'm not there as much so he can be more excited when he sees me. <laughs> I love this kid. Here is uh, a little snippet of that conversation. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't mean do what I want, but I'm saying you're saying if I come more, it ruins the specialness of it. No, see, that's why I don't want to be rude. No, you're not being rude. I'm fine with it. I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so if I come too much, it ruins the specialness of it. Yeah, but I want you to come a lot. So. But then it ruins the specialness of it for you. So it's like sad. So how can we? It's a logic debate. Yeah, so we just do the floss dance and hope it'll make things better. That's not realistic because I don't do the floss dance. So are you saying how many visits a year should be would be normal? Or it would be like special? 
five? Yeah. I've only I've done less than five. I know. But you're saying it's not special anymore. No, I never said that. I said it's always special. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying in general, not you individual. Oh, I thought it was made Oh, me, 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 me. Do you ever get called Ryan, Uncle Ryan? Or just Rai Rai? Just Rai Rai. Nice. And then here is Watermelon on my last day. I was <coughs> podcasting in the other room and he came in to tell me this. People just swear all the time or even around kids or around like anyone really. But like you, like around family and like young kids, you don't swear. Like, yeah. That's why I like. But I you can control it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people I know can't. Like, I have friends who just like swear all the time like anywhere and they just they just have no sense of like when so it was funny he came into my room i was recording in and he wanted to let me know that he was proud of me that uh he knows i can blend cursing and not cursing and i can tr control when i use it and he thought that was really good <laughs> he's obsessed with me cursing so fuck shit fuck fuck shit fuck sorry <laughs> Okay, you guys, um, my next guest, my next guest is somebody that I've been friends with from the beginning of my time on Instagram. She is truly a special lady, um, somebody that really brings me a lot of laughs and joy on the information superhighway of the internet. Uh, her Instagram is Bonjour Bitches Blog. We talk about how to spell that in there. Um, and her name is Priscilla Cavanaugh. And she is great. She is so funny, fun, mom, talented, uh, loves the Bravo-verse. But we get in, we do acting in here. We break, we do acting of some of the most famous scenes from all Bravo shows. So I think you're going to get a real kick out of this. I think you're going to love her so much. If you don't know her already, go follow her. I'm sure you guys know a lot of her uh, already. And she actually does this thing on her Twitter as well. And she, I think, posts this on Instagram as well, but it's called Mansplain Mondays. And we talk about this towards the end of the podcast, but she uh, she kind of went viral with a thing where she had asked what the, uh, you know, what the craziest things men have, you know, you know, mansplaining. I wonder if this podcast is just one giant me mansplaining, but I try to, to avoid that stuff. But her husband, once they were like driving home and <laughs> driving to their own house and she was driving and he's like, up here, it's on the left. Like, no shit. She knows where it's at. So she does these Mansplain Mondays, which will be tomorrow, and you guys can participate in, where she asks people to, like, share their stories of Mansplaining. And I love that. I love, love, love that. So um, please uh, check her out, support her, and here is my conversation with Priscilla Cavanaugh at Bonjour Bitches Blog. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna hot body, you wanna boot daddy, you wanna Maserati, you better work bitch, you wanna Lamborghini, sit in martinis, look hot in a bikini, you better work bitch, you wanna live fancy, live in a big mansion, party in France, you better work bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. Now get to work, bitch. 
Uh, you guys, uh, I say this every week. This week will be the same, is that I think Instagram is an amazing tool for making friends, for making yourself laugh, for learning things, and we will do none of that here today. So uh, I actually have one of my first friends on Instagram. I think there's like a, a group of us that all, I don't know if we started at the same time, but we all kind of found each other around the same time. And it's been a, a joy watching everybody grow uh, along with uh, with my account. Uh, you might, uh, her name is Priscilla, but you might know her from at uh, Bonjour Bitches blog. Yes, B-O-N-J-O-U-R. And of course, you know how to spell bitches and then blog. Uh, Priscilla, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What is Bonjour Bitches blog? Is this a, I mean, I know you have hysterical posts and you're a mother and all that, but what, is there a blog associated with this as well? Uh, technically, yes. Um, <laughs> do you, do you remember the Natalie Beach, um, Oh yeah, no, Natalie, so Natalie Beach, uh, you guys, if you don't know, there. I mean, I don't, you guys all know Caroline Calloway. You might not though. But Caroline Calloway is uh, kind of insta famous, but then there ended up being this whole story where Natalie. I mean, how would you describe this, Priscilla? Natalie was like a kind of a ghostwriter with her, and they came up with a lot of her content together. And turns out they had like a really toxic relationship, and. All, one day, the internet kind of blew up with all this, with her side of the story. Well, she, she wrote an article for the cut, right? Right. And like so, talking, talking yeah. about how how toxic and weird the relationship was, and there was, um, you know, like Adderall abuse and yes. Uh, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, it was, well, but what was crazy though is that then Caroline kind of turned that around and made it all about her and how she was betrayed and then ended up kind of being able to scam even more people in a way. I know there's a lot of Caroline Calloway fans out there, but I, I, the whole story is fascinating. Yeah. So I, you know, I went down this whole rabbit hole and I was just, and all of a sudden I was just, I just felt moved to write something about it because I realized that this is like, such a non-story yeah and that we're all just you know why why is this important so I just sort of wrote a little think piece about it and I've always um in my free time loved writing I've studied it a little bit I've done some work on the side and so I just sort of started it as um uh, like a portfolio yeah to, um and, and a creative outlet and then I started the Instagram to go along with it, thinking I would just promote the blog. Um, <laughs> wow, were you and, wrong? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. My my three avid readers would um, would disagree, Ryan. But <laughs> I, I um, but once I started getting rolling on the Instagram, I realized I'm a meme lord at heart. A meme lord, God, and and just so <laughs> you guys, how would you describe? I mean, for the listeners out there that don't mess around with Instagram, that don't even really go online a lot, which is crazy that you found this podcast. But how what, what would you describe a meme as? Um, it's sort of a a visual idea, I guess, a visual joke. Yeah. Um, sort of, yeah. It's a little bit amoebic, I guess. It is hard to describe, but it's just like a way to communicate connecting words and ideas that are, you know, I like you the way you make it sound, you make it sound way more professional than how I use it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, it's a way to make a fart joke with, um, a picture and then with you put words. <laughs> um, so I mean, what, like, 
I mean, by the way, you're almost at 10,000 followers. So if you don't follow her, you should go follow her. And especially because you're a young mother, you're a working uh, a lady. That that sounds horrible. A working lady. You, you're you an actual writer. You're a copywriter. You're doing all of these things. But you're also funny as heck. So you got to go support that. But what would you consider your, like, finest meme, if you will? Oh, wow. Oh, I had a recent meme. Um, I'm very pro-math. Um, pro meth? And I had a mask, like face covering. Oh, I was like, meth. I was like, oh my God, that's uh, this is not what we do here, Priscilla. <laughs> pro mask, um, mask, cover your face, mask. yes. Yes. Um, and so I, uh, my recent favorite is, I said, where can anti-maskers kiss me? And it's Ashley Darby saying, on my booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> which guys if you don't know Ashley Darby that's Real Housewives of Potomac which we talk about here every week so you gotta watch it if you don't but she tore her booty hole um, oh. supposedly giving birth so that's uh, that's doubly funny with the mask thing <laughs> um, what what is your I mean where where do you live where where what state are you in um, I am in Delaware currently I uh, my mailing address is in New York City, but we're sort of. <laughs> what this? I'm not with the IRS. Do not worry. Like, uh... Uh, yeah, we're on the lamb. So, yeah. um, <laughs> no, so... we're just in um, Delaware, just being closer to family during the the pandemic. Yeah, God, pandemic. Um, yeah. So, what what started you? Have you always been a fan of Bravo shows and, and the like? Yeah, I remember in college. Uh, like having tonsillitis and sitting on the couch watching Vicky Gumbelson scream about a family van and um, it healed my illness. <laughs> and <laughs> it does have the power to heal. That is true. It I, has it, the power to heal. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brooks had cancer at one point and then he ended up not having cancer. So that's like healing. Um, today I wanted to have Priscilla on because Priscilla had this amazing idea and she came to the right person with it because, uh, my job before I got laid off was an acting teacher. And she was like, what if we, what if you kind of coached me through some of the best Bravo scenes out there and we can interact? And I just, such a great idea because I've been missing working with actors and Priscilla seems really game to really go there emotionally. We got really some amazing scenes she's picked out. So we're going to try to go through these. But before we do that, I want to ask a couple quick questions about the Bravo uh, Bravo multiverse out there. Uh, are you enjoying Potomac this season? Oh, my God. Every second of it. I, I, those women deliver in a way that is kind of unmatched. Well, I mean, I do, I get it. I mean, are you relatively, I'm relatively new where I watched everything in this last couple of months. What, what is your relationship to the show? Uh, I'm not from the beginning. I think I started in season three, I want to say, but like, you know, caught up. Wait, so you haven't seen the first two seasons? No, no, I have. Oh, okay. I started following in real time uh, from season three. I kind of like that's how I did with Vanderpump Rules was I I started watching it in season four and then I (laughs) went back and was able to watch all those seasons. And it's kind of cool because then it's like you get to see like a prequel of all the the characters you like, you know, you're like, oh, my God, that's why Jax is an idiot, you know? Yeah, I was really late to the VPR game. I watched the entire thing uh, during my maternity leave and I. I was like, my child's first word is going to be banging or like, (laughs) (laughs) he's going to think it's okay to just like 
have like angry coke fits. <laughs> oh my god! Now wait, I now I kind of I need a gosh. If anybody would loan me their baby, I'd love to see if I could teach uh, baby Bravo words. Like if you could just get maybe that would be my introduction to TikTok, where I just try to get babies to say rotten hell and stuff like that. You get the right baby. I mean, if you get the right, but that's, and see, that's the problem. It's so hard to get get the the right right baby. baby. It's so hard. Um, Well, in in terms of that, the the VPR of it all, who do you think is, I mean, I guess going to have the better kid or be the better mother. You got Lala, you got Saucy, uh, you got the other one. Uh, Who am I? um, Who's the third? Who's the third pregnant Uh, one? It's Lala. Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. Who who's gonna be, who do you think is going to be the better mother or, or not better mother? I guess that's an unfair question. Um, who do you what do you think each one will bring to motherhood? I OK, uh, that's very interesting. <laughs> I think I do think Lala is going to is she having a boy or a girl? I forget. Uh, a girl, right? girl, girl. OK, I, I think she's going to. Hopefully and be instill some really strong confidence in her kid. Like that's going to be a. Yeah. Because Rand is pretty confident too, because he's not been blessed with like, you know, the physical appearance of a Brad Pitt say, (laughs) and he's still very confident, you know? So they're both very confident. Yeah. So I think that that is going to be kind of a force to reckon with. And I hope she's, she's steers her in the right direction and, you know, she's not having a great moment right now. <laughs> I mean, by the way, she's had a string of not great moments. I feel recently, right? She's kind of a monster, but um, I it's it's you're you're not the same person as soon as that being exits your body. So hopefully, there'll be uh, a learning curve for her that is deep. Well, how did that? T- I mean, when you had your your child, what did it, what changed for you? Like, how did it change you? Honestly. Like immediately, a lot of shame went away. I mean, you're just naked and your boobs are out there and people are walking by in the hospital and helping you adjust. And there's just, and you don't care because you need to be available to this child. And you have to also, I'm very aware of messaging. So you, at least for me, I'm sort of realizing the things that I they could have an impact immediately. You realize they're sponges. And I, at least I realized immediately that like, I want to make sure I'm saying what I want her to hear. Yeah. Like that's gotta be so much pressure to like, or, you know, to, inst- to impart or like to feel like you need to impart wisdom, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just can't it's, imagine it's having pressure, to like, I making me a better a person, better person because, yeah because i'm constantly being more mindful of what do i really feel about this what's important and what um what do i want to give her that i didn't have but then do you notice she picks up any of your bad habits uh yeah she's already doing like farts and burps <laughs> like and- <laughs> she's staying up 20 hours a day she's doing all the bad stuff yeah um yeah. Okay, so that's good. Like, so Lala, I think that's like dead on. What do you think about Brittany? Like, what do you think? I mean, just if you look at both of their personalities, what kind of household do you think that might be? And this is, of course, is speculate speculation completely. Uh, you mean once he's there, what kind of household is it going to be? Uh, yeah, like I mean, uh, what kind of household does that like? I mean, if you a baby comes into that household, I just wonder what kind of family unit they'll be. 
I think it's going to be kind of this, this stereotypical situation where it's like the screaming baby on the boob and he's, you know, like walk hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard. Yeah. Totally. The Tommy Dewey story. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be out doing his like workouts or his social media hockey job. And he's yeah. going to be home. Like, I don't want to support your dreams. Well, that's the thing. I mean, do you think, you know, do you think like he'll only go to that workout place two times a day instead of three times once the baby comes? I think he'll go four. Yeah, I mean, I well, start going more. but that's what I think, too. I don't think I mean, and, and pray to God that I'm wrong, but like Jax has never seemed like it's like always Jax's world. Everybody else just lives in it. So then what happens when there's somebody in direct competition for the person that's supposed to do everything that he says? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. It, it, I, I think it could go one of two ways. It could be, you know, the the um, reality check that he needs or it could just you know, make the the monster come out. The monster come out. Don't give him that much credit. The monster come out. No, don't fight him. He's just <laughs> selfish. He's not a monster. He's just, a, just an asshole. Um, uh, then you got Stassi <laughs> and Bo. I mean, Stassi, to me, that, like, I'm, I'm scared their baby would be somebody that would pick on me, you know? Yeah, I think you should be ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think- Stassi just seems like somebody, like, it, it just, I allegedly it just feels like it could be a mean girl you know yeah yeah and look we only get you know the look the the insight into these a limited insight into these people but again i i think with a lot of them we've gotten some telling information and uh I, yeah i i don't know i mean i'm i'm hopeful for stassi i guess but like i was never really invested uh, like a Stasi fan or anything. So yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful I'm for Stasi, like, but I'm kind of like, I'm also more like hopeful for my actual friends and stuff like that. Like, I got to remember that these aren't, exactly. these aren't my, like, these aren't <laughs> real people in my life, even though they kind of feel like they are now, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think of Beverly Hills this season? Are you as exhausted as I am now that we're at the end of it? <laughs> I, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit on an island in that I didn't think it was a terrible one storyline season uh, but I, I think um, Denise was hard to watch because I think she expected it to be way more scripted yeah and she wasn't she wasn't gonna give and she wasn't good at lying I know. and you know she wasn't ready but you know it's like I feel like that's like she's having to bear the brunt of the storyline and I feel like yeah. when somebody doesn't want to do that then you're gonna have it's going to become so obvious. Like, and it's like that. I mean, I still found it extremely entertaining in the sense that it really emotionally revved me up and I was livid a lot of the times, which I, I have now convinced myself that's entertainment. You know, I'm like, yeah, I really felt something tonight, you know, but, uh, yeah, you're right. She's a bad liar. She wasn't, you know, like she just, it wasn't like she didn't want to play ball. It's just that I feel like she, she was like five steps behind everything. And then she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're actually going to get into actual things that have happened in my life that it could affect my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think there were ways that she could have handled it and, you know, wiggled out of it differently. And I I was, the mom shaming storyline was just, that was way too long and way too ridiculous. Oh, uh, Wait, 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 the one where you shouldn't talk in front of my kids with the language? Yeah, I mean, it's 
have been like an episode and a half. Like, and they all should have been on board with Denise not wanting that kind of conversation and just moved on. I mean, it was like forever. Did you watch the Secrets Revealed episode? No. See, I got to say... A bunch of storylines that they should have explored. Yes, that's right? what I said. There, there turned out to be like six scenes that they had Sutton's birthday. They had uh, um, uh, Kyle saying that like this psychic stole her mom's ring with these huge black fingernails. <laughs> I mean, there were some insane <laughs> stories where I'm like, these are all entertaining to watch. Like these are like a breath of fresh air, and I could have watched any of them. And I sometimes think um, all reality shows get get kind of stuck in this plot like it's so plot heavy when they're like if you like if the casting works you could watch these people do anything Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i think new york is a little bit like that where i'm like i kind of just like watching ramona and sonia just talk over each other i think it's entertaining (laughs) you know yeah yeah um so Um, what is your favorite of all of the bravo shows what is the the what what makes you the happiest uh New York, New York and Potomac makes me the happiest. And I think Leah was perfect because she had. Thank you, Priscilla. Yes, she was. Well, we're very proud of (laughs) this. Um, Because she was that big Bethany energy without sucking all the air out of the room. Um, Like like other things could happen. Well, I kind of liked watching her the first season, too, because. You're right. She didn't suck air, all the air out of the room. Even in the reunions, you could see you could there would be moments where you would watch Leo where she'd be like, "Oh my god, is this happening?" Like, "What?" Like yeah. she's like trying to keep yeah. up and she's just like, "Oh my god." And the other ladies are so used to it, you know? Right. Right. And um yeah, like when Bethany was on, she was a great mirror to them, but we would only focus on her. You know, she would she would steal the show. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I just think she's a huge personality. And Leah was like a lighter version of, of that. As I get older, huge personalities like exhaust me. I mean, myself included, yeah. you know, like, but yeah. it's like, I think like, what, who's that British comedian, Russell Brand? Like every time I hear him talk, I'm just like, man, you're just too, it's exhausting. I can't hear you talk, you know? Well, and his, I'm just staring at his V-neck. His wiener? His V's are so deep. His, oh, his V, yeah. Oh, his V-neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. His wiener. Does he like, have those made customs, do you think? They're so oh, deep. yeah. Those are celebrity V-necks. You know they have to be. Like, there's no way. And, like, all like it's like him, Johnny Depp, Lenny Kravitz, the amount of jewelry they wear. It's like, how do you even decide how to get out of the house in the morning? Like, I want to wear 30 necklaces. This is my lucky ring. Like, it's crazy. Um. <laughs> Where's my big, big scarf? Yeah, like, oh, no, not that one. The, yeah, Lenny Kravitz the big... walking down with a big carpet from <laughs> Zarin Fabrics. Um, uh, <laughs> the only thing I get worried about, Leah, is do you think I, – I get worried a little bit watching her stories because everything has kind of been so positive for her that I feel like we might be gassing her up a bit where I'm curious mm. what we'll see in season two and I hope she doesn't get too full of herself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well – it's a possibility and, and that might be interesting to watch too, but they came to an agreement, which tells me that maybe they met in the middle and, you know, was she really asking for a Sonia's salary? Oh, I don't know. Do what is Sonia's salary? I don't know, but I would imagine by now after however many years it's big, that was just something someone said that she wanted as much as Sonia. And that's why there was a delay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, she got, she got 10, she went from 3000 to 10,000 supposedly. 
All right. Which, by the way, that's a great. I mean, three thousand is like really low in terms of. I mean, I know they'd give that probably to all first season housewives, but for the amount of, you know, focus on Leah, it sounds really small. But I, I'm glad she got that well, raise, and it's got to help her clothing line too. Sure, sure. Do you know Bethany made less than ten thousand dollars for her entire first season? No, but I can. I mean, I can totally, I can totally see that though, because it was an unfounded franchise, and mm-hmm. she probably begged to be on it. Because like, I mean, like Bethany can sometimes exhaust me. Um, and I was watching her on Watch What Happens Live last week, and it was very exhausting to a degree. But you got to hand it to her; like she really pushed, and she really believed in herself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's get into our first scene, if you will. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just want to remind you that I do have an acting background. Oh um, my God, Priscilla! Let me. Uh, let, wh- who are we dealing with? Who? Are you, wh- who wh- where did you study? Or did you study with the London Academy of Dramatic Arts? Where Where did you study? Um, sort of. I. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I won a drama award in high school. Oh my God! What? Uh, and yeah. how big was your high school? <laughs> I graduated with forty five other girls. Oh my God! But, so it was like uh, a big. It was like a big high school. Forty five other girls. Yeah, it was very big. And my teacher said she would have written a letter of recommendation for me if I went to a drama. Maybe someplace like, with like a like a hundred people or something. Like she would have maybe like a bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, what What did you win the award for? What play? Oh no, just for drama in general. Oh, like they I've, just thought I've, you were a dramatic kind of person. Yeah. I, I didn't even know. I don't know. At, at graduation, there was a drama award. Priscilla, you don't it. even know what you got the award for. You just saw that it said best dramatic drama. Yeah, it was the drama award. The drama department gave an award. <laughs> I got it. Now you're making like. Oh, no, I, I respect. I No, I'm just I'm not trying to get in your head. I'm not trying to do anything like that. But <laughs> it's a drama award, which means there's a drama department. So what did you do in that department? Oh, well, I did. Um, I played, uh, Beth in Little Women. Oh, spoiler alert. Beth dies. Yeah. My mom cried. Um, (laughs) and, um, I don't know. I was in the Midsummer Night's Dream too. I forget. Did you play Bob? I got a standing ovation that one. It made people laugh. Were you one of, uh, the the mechanicals? What's that? I, I was... I also took a Meisner class two summers ago. So wait, wait, you took it two summers ago? Yeah, I had nothing to do, so I took a Meisner class. See, that's interesting, and I I really believe that this this seems like it feels like it would be you. Is that you're always wanting to learn and try something new? Is that right? Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, I thought it would be fun and interesting, and uh, kind of force myself to get out there. And, Was it any of those uh, things? All of those things. I had to leave my house. So explain, like, so guys, I've, I've t- I think I've talked about this in an episode before, but Meisner is a guy named Sanford Meisner, and there's he, there's like Meisner activities and exercises where, uh, like, Priscilla, say something to me. Hi, Ryan. 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 Hi Ryan. So, so basically, wow. you you would you would go back and forth, and you would kind of notice things on the other person, and but then you would get into it where it's like a Meisner exercise where you would like do a stupid activity. Like I remember in college, 
Like I was counting change so I could go pay for my girlfriend's abortion, which sounds horrible, but you're given these given circumstances. Yeah, you got to like really high stakes. And so then somebody's knocking on the door and you're trying to count this. Like I'm trying to count out $20 in nickels and you're having to like listen to what the other person does. It's very dramatic and it's hysterical to think now that I was doing that in college, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's even funnier to think you were doing that two years ago. I know. Um, So – Okay, so we're dealing with like a real actor already. So you probably are not going to need much work. Um, what scene did you want to start off with? I um, let's start. I think a good one to start with is uh, Bethany and Kelly. Ooh, okay. So let's give uh, some background on this scene, if you will. So uh, Bethany, of course, is Bethany Frankel, and then Kelly is—is is that Kelly Ben Simone? It is Kelly Ben-Simone. Okay, so who do you want to play? Do you want to be Bethany or do you want to be Kelly? I, I think for... What else do we have here? I'm going to be Bethany because I think this is as close as I'm going to get. To what? Glory? Glory? What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so this is a long scene, so we're going to stop start it and I'll give you some ideas as we okay. go, okay? And, and also, if I'm not giving you something, please let me know. Okay. Okay. Um, any ba- like where where are we in this scene? Uh, they are about to meet. Oh, I should have put that the the first two are um, in their confessionals. They're about to meet for a drink and um, for and for a sit down. Kelly has requested a sit down with Bethany. And and what? Why? Why are they requesting a sit down? What season is this? Because season three or season four? Along. What's oh? Because they um, haven't been getting along. This is amazing. They haven't been getting along. Yeah. Um, okay. So, guys, that's – so consider like – as we do with any acting scenes, we do a moment before. So we both have to think, me as uh, Kelly and you as Bethany, is like what is happening the moment before we start this scene, you know? And then we just keep that inside of us so it informs the scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And so this first thing, this first line with Kelly, though, this is a, a talking head, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kelly goes, based on what happened with the charity meeting with Bethany's attitude, I wasn't impressed. And so I decided Bethany needed a time out. So I asked her if she wanted to meet me and have a drink and discuss it. Oddly, Kelly asked to meet with me, and I've never heard from her, so I felt like Kelly wanted to have a sit-down. Priscilla, you're doing an accent. That's great. I'm doing, I feel like Bethany has like a little bit I like, of a No, I liked it. I mean, you came out so strong. Now I feel like I should do like a British accent or something. <laughs> no. Okay. So, okay. So, so those were the talking heads and now we go into the scene. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. How are you? Um, thanks for coming and meeting with me. Thank you. I've been waiting like half an hour. Really? <laughs> That's too bad. Uh, listen. I just want to make something perfectly clear with you so that we're on the same page. We're not friends. Right. Okay. So your attitude is for kids. You want to play with me? You come up to me. I don't go down to you. Excuse me? I don't do anything that you want me to do. Honestly, Bethany, honestly? 
I don't do anything you want me to do. You know what? Honestly? I'm waiting to hear what you invited me to say. I will not indulge you in this, okay? We, we're, we're not the same, okay? This is you. This is me. We don't talk. And, and you're here because why? Because I won't put up with your antics and your bullshit. It's just totally inappropriate. And I know that you think it's really cute and fun, but you embarrass yourself and you really... I felt so badly for you because I was like, oh my God, that poor girl. You felt badly for me. We were talking about an arthritis charity, and you said, oh, that's so cute. Oh, you know what? You know what? The difference between you and me is that while you're busy talking, I'm busy doing things. So you need to, like, realize the situation. What are you busy doing? (laughs) I don't like you. I don't think you're funny. I don't think you're charming. I don't... We are not friends. We will never be friends. Correct. We won't. Okay, good. So I'm just glad that you understand that. So you invited me here just to, uh, to make yourself feel better, and you're up here because you're a model, because you put your name on any invitation, because you collect celebrities as friends, because you're so much more fabulous. Oh, really? Because you've met me ten times, and you act like you've never met me before. Okay, do you want to conflict back? Let's go down memory lane. Okay. You came to my house with a guy that owned... Uh, uh, that you flirted with the entire time. Oh, that I flirted with? The man that's taking my picture from Wire Image? Yes. I don't think so. He's hired, and I... Uh, he you, wasn't hired, actually. He was my boyfriend. He came with me. He wasn't hired. Oh. Oh, he came with you. Oh, you were invited to my house. Yes, by Jenny Hilfiger. She's a friend of mine. Okay, well, that's great. But Jenny has her opinion of you. I was like, I was so disgusted by your behavior. I think it's so inappropriate. My behavior? Doing what? You tell me doing what? You tell me. Well, you're making up things just to make yourself feel better about yourself, and it's really hard to watch. Oh, really? I'm making things up? So, let's tell me what happened yesterday. I am really confused by this whole conversation you and your little friend had. My little friend? Yeah, tell me. I I don't know her. She didn't know who you were. Oh, really? Yes, she's one of the few people in the world that obviously don't know who you are. Who are you? I'm no one. Oh, so it's your place in life to tell people and make fun of people when you don't even know me? I'm a stranger. I do not know you. You're not a stranger. I met you seven times. You just, I'm not, I'm not famous enough for you to pay attention to. You know what, baby? You've met me so many times. I'm not talking to you. I don't want to know you. Have a great life later. That was interesting. And then she goes to her confessional. I absolutely didn't understand it. I don't know what the purpose was. I don't know what she got out of it. I don't know why she asked me to sit down. I don't know what else she really wanted to say. Basically, she was a calamity. And I mean, calamity. I thought that Elvis had left the building, but when I went downstairs to leave, Kelly was lurking in the doorway to give me a few more words of her wisdom. You need to chill out. You are so inappropriate. I'm completely calm. I'm absolutely calm. Ah, you are so crazy. Bye. Whoa, (laughs) we killed it. Oh, my God. That was, who knew? I mean, you were giving me so much. And I got to tell you, from first pass, you were being way more realistic than I was. And I really, you know, I think you gave me room to really go out there, you know? Yeah, well, I'm a giver on stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. not in real life, but yeah. Um, uh, so, no, do no. you think? I mean, did did I did you feel things? Were you uh, what was going through your head during that scene, or was it just too intense? 
it was very intense. I blacked out a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because I really did feel like you were putting me in a timeout. Yeah. I mean, but, but also, I mean, for real though, like what I forgot about that, like what, (laughs) what a fucking Kelly is a fucking kook. Like what a kook. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Kelly. What's that? I had to like, you know, write this out and watch it back so many times. And I was like, wow, like this is early on before what this is before Scary Island and all that. And this woman is not connecting dots from yeah. day one. <laughs> I mean, well, but you know what I love though is that Kelly Ben Simone in her head thinks she's yeah. like not only beautiful, but extremely smart and sees how the world works. Yes. I think that a it's it's sort of a disease that beautiful people who have had careers based on their beautiful looks have. No, oh, I yeah, I deal with it so much. And uh but <laughs> yeah, you know No, I, I relate. Yeah, we both relate. But so I think what's cool too is that Bethany, you kind of see in this scene if you were I mean, and I know we're taking this way too seriously, but is that she really does let people hang themselves. There's so many yeah. in where she's just like, What? No, I'm not doing anything. This is what and she lets kind of Kelly spin out like a whirling dervish, you know? Oh yeah. And it worked. No, it totally works. Like Bethany was able, because I like what you, you mentioned, you know, her first season only getting paid $10,000 for the whole season or something like that is that she really was the lowest person on the totem pole for the beginning of the housewives franchise. Mm -hmm. So it's got to really kill Kelly Ben Simone to see where Bethany is now in a way. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I think, didn't, didn't um, Kelly, she was talking about Bethany again recently, wasn't she? Bethany was like really confused by it. I forget why. I don't know. Well, uh, Bethany did mention Kelly on Watch What Happens Live last week because Bethany has a podcast now and Andy was saying what would be the first question you would ask Kelly and she wanted to ask her about her divorce. Um, but also, oh. I, I love the fact that Kelly, even through the pandemic, I like that she's just kind of like this phantom running around New York. Like she's always on her runs. She's always on her runs. And yeah. people will always be like, oh, I just saw Kelly Ben Simone running down Fifth Avenue, which is, it's got to be like an Andy Dick sighting in uh, LA, you know, like they always happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to say people don't run in traffic in New York. People have asked me that before because I've made fun of Kelly for her intro many times and it's just, just not done. <laughs> I, I, what, I mean, what does Kelly do with her life? She's in real estate now, I think. Oh God. Wouldn't she be amazing on selling sunset? Do you, do you watch selling sunset? Oh, uh, I don't, but I, I need to don't start. It's a, it's a sickness. It's a disease. Okay. <laughs> um, so I gotta say you knocked it out of the park. Your Bethany performance was strong. It really did have notes of Bethany in there. You sounded like Bethany by the end. I really thought I was talking with Bethany. Really? I, I should check my bank account. Like who know, Like maybe I am. <laughs> I, mean, this is, I mean, this is something we should send to Bethany. I think this is really, <laughs> this is really cool. Um, okay, so that scene knocked it out of the park. I don't have a lot of notes on that scene because, first off, it's a very long scene, but I really, we just really got to see, if if that scene teaches every actor out there listening, that's a scene about power dynamics. Mm. Mm, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Do you feel that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> thank you. So <laughs> you're agreeing. Okay. Uh, what scene would you like to go to next? Um, I want to give Ono Bravo a little shout out. Oh, let's, yeah. Um, oh, no, Bravo. Let's uh, 
Let me get She wanted us to um I think this is a perfect one for you. It's kind of like I don't know, what's a soliloquy or a monologue or whatever. Um it's the Lydia Lydia from OCC. Where did my Lydia from OC? I'd be like Andy with the text messages. I know. I feel like I'm just going to throw this on the, the, the ground. Which, by the way, I, <laughs> I, I wrote that today. It's like those poor Kinko people that have to like, <laughs> that have to come in and be like, I've got something, you know? The assistants. These women's assistants. Yeah, like, oh no, you need to keep cranking up the uh, the font on that. Um <laughs> Okay, sorry. I don't know where the... One second, I'm going to your original email so I can find this. I don't know. Viva, Daniel, Girls Who Have Tech. Okay, okay, okay. I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. So this is a big one. And this is for uh, Ono Bravo, yeah. Okay. So do what do you want me to do? You just want me to read the yeah. the stage direction? Yeah, I just... I think you should just do like a powerhouse performance. Okay. Lydia exits forlorn, tote in hand. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. wow. That was uh, for at Ono Bravo on Instagram. Here. What's that? Are you, <laughs> cry- are you crying? Are you crying? Oh, my bit. God. <laughs> well, when you know what? I connected with it immediately, and I didn't think I would. But then I really did see a lot of uni- unicorns, and it reminded me of, like, Glitter Town. And just right. like so full of hope and Jesus and all of that stuff. Uh, so the shout out to o- at Ono Bravo. Go follow her on Instagram and go watch her lives that she does on uh, Fridays and Sundays, I believe, at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of a, I, I really do feel like I, I'm very close to Lydia and that we both look like horses. Um, uh, I'm joking. Sorry. sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll potentially edit that out. Um, what uh, what scene should we go to next? Um, let's do Danielle and Teresa. Oh my lord! So Danielle and Teresa, this is from the first season, right? Of Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did all these have a cover letter of my pilot? They sure did. Yeah, they, they did. sure did. I was like, is she trying to sell me or something? I'm trying to pitch myself. <laughs> Okay, Bethany. Bethany Verona, Bethany Verona, You hear that's the pages of an actor. This is, uh. Okay, so this is just uh, the one page, right? Yeah. Okay. It's and, the first thing says Luann, but it should be Danielle. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I was confused. I was like, oh, it's a, I, yeah. I have to play two characters in this. Um, <laughs> who do you want to play? I'll be, I'll be Danielle. Okay. That's all right. Yeah, okay. please, please. Um, okay, and anything that you'd like to give me as an actor, like anything that you'd want to see from me on this or hear from me? I just remember how much Teresa is from Jersey. Okay, and the thing is, too, is that this is a famous scene. So the trick as an actor, folks out there, if any actors are listening, I know that a lot are, is that you don't want to imitate the person even if it's a legendary, you got to have your own take on the material, right? So like if I just do a Teresa imitation, it's not going to ring true because you got to bring your own special sauce to each one of these roles, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you sleeping? You good? 
<laughs> I was letting the wisdom hang. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, what if we took, we take a minute moment of silence just so everybody gets that. You got to bring your own special sauce to this thing. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two things are written that are true. What? Name change. I got arrested. Pay attention. Police. That was totally uncalled for. For what she did, like the pay attention? Who is she? Is she God? No! So don't ever tell me to pay attention. That's a confessional. I am paying attention, obviously. There had to be something else. It's just not name change and arrested. There has to be something else. I was arrested. Arrested? Prostitution whore? You were fucking engaged 19 times? You fucking stupid bitch! <laughs> oh my my poor parents are out there <laughs> poor parents uh, so uh first impression what do you think uh i loved it i felt like maybe there was some uh joe pesci from my cousin Vinny inspiration in there thank you thank you for seeing that yeah yeah yeah. Um, well, I would like to challenge you, and I'd like to see you do this now. Can we flip? Let's turn the oh, tables. I want to. I want to hear you do it now. Uh, you don't. Uh, by the way, remember you got to do it your own way, so you don't have to yell and scream. You can do whatever you want with it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll bring a new Teresa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start. Okay. Two things are written that are true. Why? Name. <laughs> name change. I got arrested. Pay attention, please. That was totally uncalled for, for what she did. Like, the pay attention? Who is she? Is she God? No, so don't ever tell me to pay attention. I am paying attention. Obviously, there had to be something else. It's not just name change and arrested. There has to be something else. I was arrested. Arrested? Prostitution whore? You were fucking engaged 19 times? You fucking stupid bitch! Wow, I, you know what? You killed it because you you started small and then you built it. That's what we called building it, folks. Like she started small and then she had a lot of lot of room to grow with that, where she wasn't coming in hot, so she ended up hot. So it gave us some place as an audience to go with you. You know, mm-hmm. that, I that think I think you got it. Like I mean, if I was to, if we were to stop right now, I'd be like, you got to get into acting. You know. <laughs> No, I know. My high school teacher told me. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the drama award. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and by the way, I, I picture you at home looking at that drama award right now. Is it in front of you? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's somewhere. That's it, it's um, it wasn't even an award. It was just they gave me uh, the complete works of Shakespeare. You know, I gotta say, Priscilla, the story seems to keep changing with this drama award. Like, at first it was an award, now it's like a Shakespeare book. Like, what? What is the? I mean, I well, did you even go to high school? It's not like there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't like a plaque. Is what I'm saying. Well, then why do they call it an award? Like, an award is a plaque or something like that. Have you seen The Office? They have like the Dundee. Like, where's your Dundee? <laughs> I don't know. Wow, is Priscilla even your real name? Like, I came in here feeling really strong and proud of it. <laughs> now I'm, my whole life is <laughs> Yeah. But what if my podcast from this point on just just is, like, just focused on proving that the Drama Award doesn't exist? And I go and find your <laughs> drama school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> this is my Finding Richard Simmons. Um, okay, so what, what would you like to try next? All right, let's see. 
And by the way, all the folks listening at home, has this has to be an amazing trip down memory lane for you guys because these really are classic scenes. Like that, I got to tell you, all joking yeah. aside, the Bethany Kelly one made me want to rewatch early seasons of New York. Yeah, there's good stuff there. There's really good stuff there. And finding these, uh, maybe find other ones. Like maybe next we should do the uh, girl trip one. Okay, uh, that's the uh, Ramona Bethany. Or what is that? That is... Uh, this one might be a little tricky because there's sometimes three people. It's a little chaotic, but it's uh, Aviva, um, Ramona, okay. and a little bit of Sonia. So that starts with you don't have anything negative to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the characters are Ramona, Ramona, and Aviva. Well, there's only two characters in this, right? Well, uh, Sonia, we could skip. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, I can do two. I can do two parts. Okay. You can. Yeah. You I can, can do- handle that. Yeah, I can handle two. I think I, I think I professionally can handle you two handle parts. Yes, two housewives at the same time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait. So who do you want to play? I want to be Aviva because I feel like the other two there'd be too much crossover. Perfect. Um, okay, so I will do Ramona and uh, Ramona and Sonia. Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 P- paint the picture. Where are we again? Where did they go on this trip? They they went on a girls' trip, um, but Aviva needed Reed to bring her down on the plane later. Gotcha. And it was like it was it was the um, yes, and there was a lot of confusion as to why Reed was there. Okay. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> <sighs> Wait. Just take a moment. Take a moment. Take a moment. Just take your breath. This is your time now. But like, go, go to the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have negative, anything negative to say, right? About me being here. Are you yelling at me already? No, I asked you a question. You don't have anything negative to say about Reed being here, do you? I actually said that with him being here, it could change the dynamic. You thought that the dynamic would change, but you knew the reason he was coming down here was because I have a huge anxiety problem. It would be to get me on the plane. No, but we thought he would be in a hotel. We thought he would be in a hotel, not staying here. (laughs) Sonia, do you have a cold? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen my toaster oven? (laughs) Sorry, take it back. Take it back. Okay, okay. Okay. Where am I taking it back to? Just Reed got me here on a plane. Okay. Reed got me here on the plane. Aviva, you're missing the point. Don't yell at me. You are yelling. Don't yell at me. You are yelling. If anybody did not go upstairs and throw your arms around Reed and say, thank you for bringing our friend down here and helping her. We did thank him. I don't want to hear any negativity. Confessional, Ramona. Enough already. What do you, I have to engrave it on my forehead? Thank you, Reed, across my breasts? What? What do you want, Aviva? Because he didn't come down here to watch you both get drunk and act like that. Don't point your finger like that. Calm down. Because my husband just did an amazing thing. Take a Xanax. Calm down. Calm down. I don't need Xanax. I just need my husband. I don't need Pinot Grigio. I just need my husband. Wow, that was great. And I love that last line, the I don't need a Xanax, I just need my husband. That's something for yeah. all the uh for all the guys out there, we should feminist. put that on a shirt. Well, yeah, feminist, feminist mainly, but I think that's a good <laughs> a Father's Day gift that on a shirt or, you know, it's just really nice. Uh yeah. the debates are you going 
Wait, are you the debate is tonight? Are you going to watch the debate? Uh, can I'm you gonna, do? Can you do it emotionally? I'm going to tune in. Huh? I, I said, can you do it emotionally? I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to tune in. We're going to see how it goes. Um, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared myself. as hell. Like. I, I, I mean, obviously we won't get too far into it, but, uh, I really, it's, I'm, I'm physically potentially nauseous for this debate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering what's the first thing that he's going to say. That's like so below the belt. And I would imagine it's in the first sentence or two, you know? Do you think it's going to be about hand size? Yeah, I definitely think it's not. Wouldn't it be amazing if, well, I want to do the, like, if, if anything crazy happened to the debate, I would love if. We had an Aviva leg throw. Like if like just anytime oh. something crazy happens anywhere, whether it be Bravo or not, they, they should always just have an Aviva leg on hand just to throw it out in the middle. And I think that would disarm the situation immediately, you know? Are you uh, Instagram friends with the shop Ether and Opal? Yes, totally. I totally am. Yeah. Uh-huh. She, she has a leg in her work studio. Does she really? Wait, have you been to her yeah. work studio? No, she told me and she sent me a picture. She keeps, <laughs> she keeps Wait, she does the seat. she does the Ramona crazy eyes, right? Glasses. Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Okay. Yeah. Um Okay, so that I mean we're we were perfect on. And I also just special yeah. shout out to me for handling two characters. That was amazing, I think. Yeah. Could yeah. you tell it was yeah. could you tell it was me or did you thought somebody else was on the line? The only reason I knew it was you is because we've got the camera. Wait, I can't see you though. You took off your camera. I know. My, my, no, I didn't mean to. It just oh, okay. No- I thought you were like. Yeah. I forgot that. Uh, but that's good. That's like we're all old timey radio. Um, <laughs> okay, so this next one, can we do the Vanderpump one? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to play the guy or do you want to play the girl? Let me open it. Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll. I'll do the guy. Okay. So, okay. But I think you guys will know what this scene is once we get into it. This is basically just a <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying something out. Yeah, um, no, it was good. Okay. Uh, this is basically just a congratulations and shoot and everything. And just, this is going to be really hard for me to say. Okay. A month before everything happened, I did go to Vegas and have relations with someone else. I'm sorry. I know that doesn't... You spent the last two months lying to me. Lying to my best friends. Making Frank and Jeremy look like liars. Bashing them when they were just helping me and telling me the truth. When you were the piece of shit this whole entire time? You know how much... how, How scared I was of cheating? Why? Why? Was it worth it? No. Was it worth it? No. Look where you're at now. You're fucking miserable. Look where you're at now. What the fuck did I ever do to you? What did I ever do to you? Like to deserve this? What did I do? You're an asshole. You are an asshole. You are destined to marry somebody from Kentucky. <laughs> Whoa, Jack Stassi for a season. Yeah. yeah, wasn't that? Wasn't that? Was that? That's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. 
I yeah. liked I liked first when you your first go around at Jackson that first line you were playing like that that was the right decision so I was sorry to see you give that up. Uh but no I like that. Um uh this of course was the the last episode of season 1 of Vanderpump Rules of course. And that actually see that's why the show worked is because you had moments in the show like that where it was like groundbreaking TV because it was so like that that to me was an amazing plot that got like it they didn't beat it over the head a little piece of information came out each episode and then you had this final thing where he finally admitted it and you saw mm-hmm. real pain in Stasi you know Mhm yeah You're like yeah Remember the day Yeah dipshit yeah. it's called TV yeah Um <laughs> Okay what do you want to do next Um well we've got I think we got two more three left Oh three. Oh, two. Okay. There's two Aviva ones and then there's Luann and Alex. Yeah, I got the Luann and Alex one right here. All right, let's, let me find it. Okay. Um, which one do you want to be? I don't care. Can I try Luann? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Viva la diva. Get your voice low. Uh, viva la diva. Okay. Okay. When I, okay. And what is the any anything that we didn't know about the scene before we start? I honestly don't really remember yeah. what it was they were arguing about. Perfect. But it was the way they they handled something on a girls' trip. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> let's let's see where it takes us. Um, yeah. I thought this was going to be a pleasant meeting where we were going to have a nice cappuccino and you were going to say, I'm sorry. Which shows your delusion. You came after me in the house. I was sitting there having a lovely moment with the ladies and you came in in your Herman Munster shoes. Um, they're Louis Vuitton shoes, you know. (laughs) Well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Wow, that is so rude. Well, you know, just because you have... You know. This is why I've never approached you before. This is it. Now in her confessional, Luann behaved as though she thought I had invited her to coffee to apologize, to prostrate myself and kiss her ring. I didn't know it was possible to be that delusional. You're getting your nose in the middle of Ramona and I's business. And it's really none of your business. What I am discussing with you is your response to me. And that is actually between you and me. Yes. My response to you was you were being, you know... It was ridiculous. Yeah, you were being ridiculous. It was rude. You were being rude. So guess what? I dismissed you. (laughs) That was really good. That's good. You're like some Santa vibes. (laughs) Wait... Oh, you think that? Okay, so like you think I was playing it as Santa, or just it just kind of reminded you of Santa? Oh, I, I mean, I can't try to like get in your head, but um, I just felt like it, there was maybe some inspiration there. That's true. It, what there was, the good, good uh, noticing. <laughs> but you could actually, if we didn't tell the audience what this was, you could say, "Oh, this is a scene between Santa and his elf," and it would work. Yeah, yeah. Like just Santa's like a real, like just real bitchy, you know. Well, and it's funny because in the last couple of seasons, they were talking about how delusional Luann was. And so this was way back. This was, I think, 
Kelly Bensimone days. So the delusion started long ago. I mean, I think the housewives are built on delusion, you know? I think you have to be to survive. Well, it's like delusion and then fall from grace and then building back yeah. up delusion, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we have our last scene, guys. I know you are... But by the way, this has gone so well that we need to keep doing this as a reoccurring bit every couple months, you know? Sure. <laughs> Priscilla, you go, sure, yeah. I'm chronically... Uh, I felt that, yeah. Yes, I did feel we needed to keep doing this, yes. <laughs> I did feel. So you guys, if you yeah. ever want to see any other scenes or have any scenes that you would like two professional actors to read, please email me at so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, also just another reminder to go follow Priscilla at bonjour bitches blog, B O N J O U R B I T C H E S B L O G. Um, okay. So what is this next scene? Uh, this is mention it all. Ooh. Okay. So we've got Aviva and Heather in this scene, right? Oh, oh, sorry. We have two left then. Oh, wait. Where's my... Oh, oh my God. Oh, there's God. a leg throw. Okay. There's a leg throw and there's mention it all. Okay, yeah, mention it all. Let's... So this is... Sorry. This is Bethany and Ramona. I was like, mention mm-hmm. it all. Okay. Bethany and Ramona. Um, yeah. Okay. Who do you want to be? How about I'll be Ramona since I already channeled Bethany. Oh, and so well, yes. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> this wouldn't be a challenge for you at this point, you know? Um, no, I've... I've <laughs> were you about to bring up... Were you, wait, were you about to bring up... Were you about to bring up your drama reward, <laughs> award again? Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'm going to go back to New York and take a picture of my damn book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Bethany and Covered Ramona. in my tears. Yeah, I know, just and blood. Um, okay, Bethany, I'm the first line, so let me get in character. Mm-hmm. What to you have I done? You know what, Bethany? I don't want to go in the past because I don't go there. It's not who I am. I'm here now, and I'm going forward. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the past for a minute because I am. You have not been a good friend to me. Really? Well, you have not been a good friend to me, so we can just... I have not been a good friend to you. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Hit me again with that. Hit me again with wow. But what I want to give you a note this time, just to try it. Okay. Go, mm-hmm. go wow. Go, I want to like, wow, like, uh, cr- like, oh my God, are you kidding me with that thought? And then go underneath the line. Go, wow. And then like, go really underneath the line Wow, okay. like you know, almost just like a really, mm-hmm. just almost like you're just thinking about it, you know. Okay. Try to start it. Wow, start it. No, start it really. Okay, really, I could. Uh, well, you have not been a good friend to me, so we can just. I have not been a good friend to you. Wow, wow, Bethany, wow. Yes, yes, perfect. Okay, uh, okay. Are you fucking kidding me, Bethany? Are you? Me? You know, and Are let's try something. Let's try something. Else. Okay, so wow, wow, Bethany, wow. Just keep going. Like, don't even, don't even wait for don't my wait okay. For don't wait for my okay. okay. Just like act like it's a monologue. Okay. Okay. Really? I could. Well, you have not been a good friend to me, so we can just. I have not been a good friend to you. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Okay. Are you I, kidding me, Bethany? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? I have not been a good friend to you. Wow. Yeah. Confessional. Don't ever say that I haven't been a good friend because I, that I wear like a medal. Are you kidding? Who are you kidding? You were sick. I know I was sick. You were there. Those are called crisis moments, which people do for other people. You were never there for me the way I was there for you, and I accept that, Bethany. Okay, first of all, just revisionist history. From badgering me about my life and I'd end up alone, which may well be true on the Brooklyn Bridge, from stealing from me. At least I have friends. You have nobody in your life. Right now you have Jason. You'll probably mess that up, too. From stealing from me? You did! Two dresses! You stole from me! Are you crazy? You're crazy! Oh my god, you're nuts! And then you came over this summer when Dennis was there and mentioned my topless movie? Then because you wanted to have an audience to do it? You know what, Ramona? That's the truth, and that's not a friend. And that's why you, I mean... I never brought... Okay, you were topless, you had sex on a waterbed, you kissed another woman, and you know what? I never mentioned that. You want to mention it? Now we'll mention it. Mention it all! Mention it all! Because you know what? I fucking earn my own living. You don't even work. I made money. You didn't have any money until you fucked. I didn't have money until I fucked? What? You know what? Yeah, what, 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 what is that? What, what the hell is that comment? Bethany, you would date every guy for this. Fucking money. How would you know? Because everybody knows. Bethany, confessional. Fucking my way to the top? I can't even fuck my way to the middle. I'm trying to fuck my way to the bottom. I'm below zero. I can't even get up to the bottom. Someone fuck me and get me to the ground level. Woo. That was, wow. uh, that was wow. That, that was really wow, Bethany. Wow. Yeah. I really, I mean, I think that's, I think we need to go out on that one because that was just, I think that sums it all up. Um, (laughs) I mean, truly, um, this has really been amazing actually. And, uh, you know, so what, I mean, what next for Priscilla? What are you, I mean, what, what, I mean, I know you're copywriting and stuff like that. Like, do you have, I always like, what are the goals? Like, I mean, I know you're raising your daughter, you're, you know, like, I mean, the Instagram stuff you never probably imagined. You're you're going to be at 10,000 followers soon, and you'll soon see that the swipe up feature does not make everything perfect like you thought it once would. And, uh, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> do, I mean, what is, like, do you have any, like... I'm going on ZocDoc right now to find a therapist. <laughs> yeah, I did this podcast, and it really put me in a dark place. <laughs> no, um, but, like, I, I mean... Well, I'm I'm always writing something, trying to write something. Um, uh, someday I'd love to be Tina Fey, put uh, that out into the universe. Um, I'm trying to put a book together with the mansplaining stories. I don't know if you... Oh my God, think, I want it. Uh, yes. Wait, because you're big on Twitter as well. What are you on Twitter? Ish. I'm at It's PCAV, I-T-S-P-K-A-V. And I want a smidge viral uh, in August, um, uh, asking people what their uh, the dumbest thing they've been mansplained to about. And so now I have Mansplain Monday on um, on Bonjour Bitches, where I you know collect the stories. Oh my god, I forgot to do it yesterday. Wow. Um, I don't think anybody. To, to be fair, to be honest, I don't think anybody realizes what day of the week it is anymore. Right. <laughs> 
Um, so I'm trying to put those together. I've gotten uh, a lot of positive feedback from the ladies that I've reached out to. And so what are what are some of your mansplaining stories? That. Like, what are some of the like favorite uh, stories that you got back? And what is I mean, by the way, what is your favorite? I think you put something. Didn't your was it? Yeah. Didn't you write it with your husband? Asked like telling you directions to your own house. To my own home. Yeah, he. We were driving home one day, and we were on our block, and he said, "It's, it's up ahead on the left." <laughs> and, yeah, I know we've lived here for five years, douche. Um, wait, but what's but wait? Yeah. What's the difference between mansplaining for a man and just a man being kind of like dumb in that moment? Um. Well, you know, the it, he was being dumb in that moment, <laughs> and, and, but you know, it, it's also a disease of the white male. So I, you know. <laughs> That wasn't the only moment that we've had, but he's, you know, he's not a serial mansplainer by any means. And just as a, uh, explainer, he enjoys being roasted on social media. Um, yeah. What, what does he rather. think of all that? What does he think that's the, uh, the, he was the, the, the man that sailed a thousand ships almost, you know? Yeah. He was, he was pretending to feel himself a little bit, but he was loving the stories. Um, it was, it became clear pretty quickly that nothing is, sacred i mean women have been mansplained man men will explain our periods to us um childbirth how what that feels like <laughs> um <laughs> a really really big one is name explaining where men will tell women that they're spelling pronouncing their names incorrectly um or just that their name isn't a real name well, what I mean, when is it okay? Is it only okay to tell a woman uh, something when you're asked to to tell a woman, like asked a question? Not necessarily. It's just it's more about tone. And if 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 you feel that you're being given this information because the sender feels that you obviously don't know it and need to be taught something, that's way different than you sharing a fun fact that you heard the other day, you know? So it's a lot of it is in tone and intent and sometimes hierarchy. I mean, bosses explaining back your own ideas to you and stuff like that. Um, so it has a lot to do with the intention and the tone. What were some of your favorite uh, responses that you got or things that kind of shocked you? Like, are you kidding me? The childbirth one. What was that one? Uh, well, there's one that one man told a woman that childbirth isn't painful. You just feel pressure. I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a uh, everyday objects. Someone said, oh, use a spoon for yogurt. People explain, <laughs> <laughs> someone explained to a woman what a lake is. Uh, like, I mean, it's just the dumbest stuff. Like, I, and, but, and then there, there were all these men chiming in too, being like, but I get excited and I just like to share what I know. And yeah. it's like, if that's the case, then we know the difference. Wait, didn't you even get mansplained on your own post about mansplaining? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a a lot. Of, that was the response. A lot was people didn't mansplain the definition of mansplaining. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's just, yeah. It incredible. is funny. Like, I do wonder how how men ever got the upper hand, you know? Like, how did it even, like, we're, like, we're flipping idiots. Like, how did it even, like, we right. we can't have babies come out, you know? Like, how did we, like, the fact that, I don't know, it, it the more I get into even doing this and the more women I talk to, it really is, like, 
the it's so glaringly obvious how big of idiots uh, uh, us men are, and that's not even. But that's not even yeah. a like. Oh, you're really talking to the women. Like, no, it's like legitimately, and I'm including myself. Like, I'll say, sometimes think the dumbest things and say the dumbest things, and will not really think things down the road. You're like think things, think a problem <laughs> through. You know. Yeah. No, I know. You're like, yeah, yeah, no, that's it. You know what it is, Priscilla. You know what's wrong with men. I'm going to mansplain men to you. No, you're wrong, Priscilla. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Uh, so if we want to participate in this, if you're a woman or, you know, like, where, where can we ex- share? Too. That's true. I mean, God, man, men uh, mansplaining to other men. That's that would be interesting. It, you, it has. <laughs> well, but by the way, you know what's so funny though is that I've seen like I'm a guy that like I'll give up pretty easily in a fight. I'll be like, yeah, it's not worth it. Um, but like I love when you get two men that are bullheaded and they just they won't they refuse to lose. You know? Yeah. yeah. Some some of the That's funniest the stuff. Um, so where? Okay, so if I want to participate in this, where 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 do we where do we do this on Mondays? Um, I'll post uh, a funny mansplain meme on Mondays and ask. Uh, for your stories. And that's on your Instagram, and they right? Never disappoint. Yeah, that's on my Instagram. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We laugh and cry. But I'm telling you guys, go follow her on Instagram if you don't already. I know we share a lot of the same followers already, but it's definitely worth your while and it's a good group of people. Uh, do you did you meet a lot of good friends on Instagram doing this as well? Yeah, I mean the Bravo community is great. I have sort of one foot in the uh, mom community too. They, Ooh, I'd, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to get a foot in there. How, can I get in that mom community? <laughs> Wait, do you actually have to be a mom, or can I just get into the community? Like, well, just like the parenting, uh, the parenting memers <laughs> what's, community. What's up, um, guys? Ryan, no kids. Love to make memes though. So give me your ideas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So bonjour. Well, now that everyone's blog. pregnant on VPR. <laughs> oh my God! What? Hey, would you welcome Lala into your mom meme community if she wanted to get in? Well, you got uh, yeah. If she's going to start making memes, though, she can't just like she could hire. She could hire the best people to make her memes. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, she needs help making memes. You can call me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Priscilla, you are and continue to be the best. Uh, please go support her if you don't already. And I'm assuming if we follow you on Instagram, that will give us any kind of clue ins to when you do write something or, or anything like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to uh, to say? Uh, no, just thanks for having me. This was so fun. This is my tonight show. So I'm really well, get, excited. get ready to be a recurring guest on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. Okay. <laughs> bye.
Wasn't Priscilla amazing? At Bonjour Bitches Blog, go check her out. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun listening to that. Um, uh, And actually, that song is breaking up by one of my favorite bands, Rilo Kylie. R-I-L-O-K-I-L-E-Y. They are no longer together, even though I'm hearing rumors that they're getting back together, which would be very exciting. I feel like they just never really hit as hard as they should have for as amazing of a band as they are. Uh, Jenny Lewis is the lead singer, and Jenny Lewis, of course, had a successful solo career because she has uh, the voice of an angel, but uh, a great band to check out, and um, I would love, 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 love if they reunited. I think 2020 needs that. That would be a great way to end 2020, Uh, but yeah, I do love music. I do love music, and I love a song that we played at the beginning of the podcast called Drag Queens. By Monique Samuel, her rap name, I guess, is Hazel. So I didn't realize she was part of the rap game like I am. But uh, yeah, she had that was her song that you heard at the very, very beginning. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but I break down songs lyrically. It's kind of what I do. We talk about this every week, but I just need to remind you that it is a gift I was given and I don't take it lightly. It's something from God. And uh, when you have a gift, you got to share that gift because you probably hear that song. You're like, what is she talking about, Ryan? I have no idea. And it's like, do not even worry. I'm going to let you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to walk you through this, if you will. So right off the bat, you got to look at what the song is called, because that's usually your first clue on what the song is about. I know that sounds basic, but a lot of people, it'll throw them off and they won't even look at that. You got to look at the, it's like a roadmap. You got to look at which direction it is. You look at all the the signs and stuff. And the first sign we see is drag queens. So now, of course, the first thing you would think is like, is it like um, RuPaul's Drag Race? Is it like that? But we're like, that would be too simple. Drag queens. What does it make me? It makes me think of some like dragging, dragging, dragging a queen, dragging an actual queen, or maybe queen as in ladies. All of you ladies are queens. So dragging a lady. So not unlike Monique Samuels did with Candace in this week's episode of Real Housewives of Potomac. On part two of this podcast, you can go back. I, I slow-mo the fight, but you sheer grab the hair and just smash it into the table. That's what I think is dragging because Candace was like, drag me. You going to drag me? Drag me. You going to drag me? Drag me. You going to drag me? And then finally, Monique was like, yes, I will drag you. And then took her wig and just started smashing her head into the table. And it was like brutal it was like she turned into the incredible hulk she was like i'm monique hulk and it was very intense to watch uh but very enjoyable to watch too it's like i could see where i could i could see where it's i could see where it's it's that that violence is fun to watch. I'm not an MMA guy or or any of that stuff but now i'm like maybe i am because i i really love I'd love to watching Candace get her head slammed at that table. And I'm not, I'm not even a, I don't, I like Candace. I, I mean, I think I would have enjoyed seeing anybody's head slammed into a table. It was like the basic of like, it's like the three stooges almost, but just more violent. Um, so anyways, the first lyrics to this song is I came to work. I came to slay. So right there, I came to work. I came to slay. And it makes me think like, is this a night? Is this a female knight or a male knight that is like fighting dragons, like very Game of Thrones stuff? 
Like, I came to work, I came to slay these dragons. So it paints this olden time picture, which I really appreciate because I, I, so many songs you see these days are about present day. And I think this really throws it back. And I like that. I like when you, you're told a story of like a different time period. And then it goes, count down till the beat, true queens don't play. Count down to the beat, true queens don't play. And what I picture is that she is one of the first female knights. That's what I think this song. She's one of the first female knights fighting dragons. And it's taken so much to get her to this point. Like she, she has proven herself above all of these men to be a dragon slayer. And so the, the beat thing is that it's a very known fact before you would fight dragons. Before going into battle, there would be like a beat. They, they had these sticks and they go beat, beat, beat beat and they would count down to 10 with these beats and then on the 10th one they would go to slay and all she would tell herself this this female night slayer on her first she said true queens don't play and that's what she would tell herself she's like don't worry about dying true queens don't play don't play around i'm here to kill a dragon and that's it and so you already got this first her going into battle with her first dragon it's so scary and then the next lyrics are i came to work drag slay drag slay drag slay work hit the stage so i came to work i came to kill this dragon and then drag slay drag of course being um uh, part of the word dragon so that's what she's mean dragon slay dragon slay but it says drag slay because you just can't musically work that into it but isn't that amazing it's right there in the lyrics drag slay drag gun dragon slay dragon slay i'm a fucking genius and if i don't get more credit for this shit it's crazy i need to win a pulitzer i need to win the nobel freedom prize all of it or at least be up for it the fact that i'm not noticed more in the global arena is insane because i just put that together nobody else has done that tell me who else said monique was fighting dragons nobody else and then it goes drag queens don't play and that's really what she's saying like Fucking drag queens don't play, bitch. I'm here to kill you, dragon. And the dragon's name is Pete, of course, but we don't really get into that in the song. And it goes, I was born ready, but I'm never done. And that she was born into a, a, a small family, but she's like never going to be done. Like just because she was born, she does not take any part of her life. She appreciates every part of her life. She's never done until she kills all the dragons. Try on 10 looks just to find the right one. And that, of course, was just talking when she was, like, being fitted for armor. She was the first female Night Slayer. So it's like, it was kind of like, you know, one of those fun, you know, uh, montages you see in movies where it's like, that doesn't fit. And it's like, womp, womp. And she's like, oh, and they're like, and the night trainer's like, no, try on this helmet. And it's like, that doesn't work. And then it goes, melanin pop. Bright like the sun, sun kissed, and you wish to compare, hun. And that's just saying melanin sun, like you, it's like they don't fight during the day, they fight at night. We don't get kissed by the sun, so don't compare me to you, hun. Like you kill knights during the night, everybody, you kill dragons during the night. I'm sorry. And then goes, Be careful what you wish, don't you dare, hun. Try to warn you, see the message wasn't clear, hun. And that's just a shout out to the dragon of like, I told you I was going to kill you. And if you don't take that serious dragon, Pete, that's on you, bro. That's on you. Just because I'm a woman, do not treat me any differently. I'll kill you like a man, bitch. That's what it's saying. And then it, the lyrics is, I'm a woman of my word because I'm fair, hun. 
And that's saying like that's where you differentiate between a man and a woman because a man will lie, but a woman she's like, she's like, hey, I told you, Pete the Dragon, that I'm going to kill you. So you better take me by my word. I play fair. So I'm going to I'm going to kill you. What you do with that information is totally up to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Such an idiot. So like she'd warned the dragon and the dragon could have flown away because it's one of those flying dragons, you know, and then it goes, give what you ask for because I care, hon. Give what you ask for. Give what you ask for. The dragon is asking to kill her. Give what you ask for. Give what you ask for. Because I, yeah, so it's saying like, yo, step to me, dragon. Step. See, see, if you are going to stay in this arena, this area that I'm fighting you, then that's on you, hon. You know? Uh, now you feel me, now you see me. Exaggerate the eyes, feeling real pretty. Because that's just like, I'm here, baby. She's not even trying to hide. She's right there in the middle of the the field saying, come and get me. Like Jennifer Love Hewitt in I Know What You Did This Last Summer. It's like, come out again. Like she's like just screaming. And she's like, I'm right here, bitch. You want to step to me, Pete? Step right now. You know? Like I am, I am here to slay. I'm not here to play. And then it goes, Jeff on the beat, sipping so I'm Liddy. And now Jeff on the beat, and that is the little drummer boy. Like the, in the olden days, they would have the drummer boys that would play during the fights. And it's a weird thing. I know it doesn't make sense because they don't do that now. But it was a tradition. Like Jeff and the, they would uh, also like kind of give out the Gatorade in between battles, you know. But it wasn't Gatorade. It was like meat or something. And it would make you Liddy, you know. That's like just Liddy means a little like uh, jazzed up, you know. And it's call my crew, tell them meet if you ain't busy. And her crew is the rest of the nights because she's out there. Like she was like, oh, I'll take this one. And she's like, if you guys want to come, that's your deal. Call my crew if you ain't busy, you know. Now they trip in, but they will miss me. And it's like they're all like, no, we're going to hang back. And it's like, okay, well, if I die, you're going to miss me. But that's totally cool, you know. And this is diamonds dripping, nails done, looking real glitzy. And that was like that was like a really cool thing as the first female uh, dragon slayer. She was like, I do want to differentiate myself. And her mom gave her her grandma's, um, well, she called it diamonds and drip, but it was like just, it's a, they were a poor family. So it was like silver, like, it was, and it was, it was kind of that fake silver you got at like fairs were like, oh, I want a necklace. And then it would like rub off on your skin. You're like, why is my skin green? It was that kind of thing. But she's proudly wearing it around her armor. And the only reason it fits is because her grandma was a big, uh, big lady. So her neck was much bigger than uh, this dragon slayer. And this is long legs, long hair, long looking real prizzy, long legs. We at the spot. Now it's time to get real tipsy. And that's just her going like, bitch, I am dressed. I am ready. I am here on the field. Oh, let's get real busy because I'm going to get real busy killing you, dragon. And it goes, I came to work. I came to slay. Count down till the beat drops at true queens don't play. I came to work, drag, slay, drag, slay, work, 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 hit the stage, drag, queens don't play. And that's literally, she's like saying this. She's like, drag slay she's like saying this out loud to herself and when the beat drops when little drummer boy went she like just came at it and literally you guys took her sword out we nobody saw this coming she threw it directly guess where it hit directly in the dragon's eye into the brain killed the dragon first try first try folks 
there's not even the normal Dragon Slayers can do it first try. First female Dragon Slayer? This is the Rosa Parks of fucking female Dragon Slayers. And, like, that's why... And she's not written about in the history books. And that is such a shame, folks. That is so... And we got to correct that. We've got to make that... Because it's not just male Dragon Slayers. There's female Dragon Slayers, too. And I don't, like, that's... There's, like, this kind of fallacy running out there. And they don't... You know, Game of Thrones also painted a certain picture. And it's like, no, bitch. They're just as powerful. One hit, and that dragon was dead. She really did come to drag slay, drag slay, drag slay. You know? And that's what that song means. And, like, that's... Nobody ever talks about what an important song that is in terms of slaying dragons. And I'm I'm so glad. And I know it's just, like, a little podcast, but I'm so glad we get to do that here. Is that... And I hope you guys don't mind when we do a history lesson. They're not all fun songs. Some songs will actually make you learn. And I hope at that point... I hope when you realize I was actually talking about history that I hope you brought your kids in and said, Hey, we're going to learn something it's a little fun, though. He's a fun person to learn it from. It's not just reality shows, folks. We do history here. And I think I presented that in such a way that it made it fun. But you also learned something. So please spread that around. Please let you know that you you found the story of the first. And, and what was so cool, and they don't put this in the song, was after she had slayed that dragon, then all the male dragon slayers all of a sudden came out. We were like, oh, we were almost, we were right behind you. Oh my, that's crazy. But then they saw the dragon was there. like, oh, we're going to come out. And then, but it was cool though. Cause then they like, then like her nemesis, this other dragon slayer, they're on the same team, but like his name's Rick and Rick saw and was like, nice work, nice work. And they like had that little moment and she's like, okay, cool. You know, like he was like, I'm cool with you. And she's like, well, am I cool with you? <laughs> and but every but then everybody like picked them. They they picked her up on their shoulders and they're like, drag, slay, drag, slay, drag, slay. And it was just so cool. And what was like, but then if you saw like in a far over world uh, of dragons, you like the dragons could feel the dragon die because they just have like that, that, that connected psychic spirit thing. And they were mad. So you're like, oh, shit, this is far from over. It's just this is just one song. So we're not going to get into that. That's a whole like Lord of the Rings thing. But um, so that's really exciting. I think that's very exciting. I'm so happy to share that with you guys. And I'm so happy to share that we are at the end of this episode. Finally, um, I hope you guys enjoy this over the next couple of days. And there'll be a new one on Wednesday, a new large jumbo sized episode, baby. Hey, what do you guys think if I do The Bachelor? Are you guys Bachelor Nation out there? Uh, they're supposed to be doing the most dramatic season ever. And it involves quarantine and stuff. And I think it might be fun to do. So I'm thinking about maybe doing part two of the So Bad It's Good as The Bachelor recaps and stuff like that. What do you guys think? Just a thought. Just a thought. Maybe have a guest on to recap it. I don't know. Uh, let me know. Subscribe. Do all that BS. If you want a Patreon, it's there for you. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I mean it. I love you. I love you. I love you. And this brings us, like I said, to the end. So I'm going to leave you with a, uh, a melancholy song. Uh, there's an artist named Ben Queller. He was one of the youngest people to ever be signed to a record deal. His debut album, Shaw Shaw, which came out, I believe, in... 2003 uh, meant so much to me, but here is one of a really pretty song, a melancholy song uh, called Falling, and I'm going to leave you with that today. I think it's really pretty. So here is Ben Queller with Falling. I'll talk to you guys next time.
Batches.